0: the big Seth MacFarlane story is that he was supposed to be on one of yep. the planes for uh, 9-11 oh yeah and uh, so he, he really makes a double appearance in this episode and I'm sure
1: as you know the other notable one was Mark Wahlberg
0: oh yeah and if he had been on that plane things would have went different
1: <laughs> things would all be better and by the way just, he literally did say
2: that
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: He he laments the fact that he was not on that plane because he nine wouldn't have been such a travesty. Do you, uh, do
1: you remember which flight he was supposed to be on? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because I feel like if it was going to be, well, because I think he departed from Boston, so I think if that's the case, it would have been either the one that hit the North or South Tower. Hmm. Yeah. Because I know the one that hit the Pentagon flew out of D.C. Right.
0: Ninety three.
1: Then the one in Pennsylvania, I think, or no, yeah. Wait,
0: wait, was ninety three the? I think ninety three was the the one that crashed
1: in Pennsylvania.
0: Okay, I think seventy
1: seven was the one that crashed in North. Okay, I I always ninety
2: three. Yeah, I ninety three is the one where the passengers uh, stopped the hijackers or whatever. Yeah, it was it was all Mark Wahlberg. I know that because it was they kept talking about the movie united 93 in the reviews
0: for yeah, everybody <laughs> <is> saying <laughs> like <laughs> this fucking doesn't hold a candle to united 93 you know i
1: <laughs> you know i'm not going to spoil my opinions on this movie but i will say there might be some credence to those opinions i haven't seen I, united 93 i don't think i've seen it either i haven't either but i've i've heard rave reviews about it to be honest so and i mean i think it is impressive that like in the face of certain death they still were like you know what <laughs> here's the thing right a bunch of americans were like you know what? Even though the North – and they didn't know nine eleven happened already yet, right? But, like, the fact that, like, the Twin Towers are fucking destroyed, the Pentagon got attacked, they're like, but we can't let the fucking, like, Congress building get destroyed, too. Like – Come on. Like, yeah, we can let fucking Trent Lott and Nancy Pelosi get fucking hit with a plane, right? That's fine. Yeah, But then we wouldn't have uh, epic clapping gifs in 2020. Which is true. Uh, We wouldn't have uh, uh, Nadler shitting himself walking away (laughs) during the press conference. So you know what? Fuck Flight 93. (laughs) You guys are the real terrorists for stopping that. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hey, Quagmire. You know what's funny, though? And all accounts. <laughs> That's thing, I mean, 9 11, it's cool, folks. We like it.
3: It's. <laughs> <Isn't> it? <laughs> 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 oh, shit.
2: <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> Alright, let's yabba dabba
0: do this uh, Yabba dabba do Welcome the, to Cage fight. The last thing screamed uh, by the hijackers On the flights <laughs> on 9-11 yep.
3: Yabba dabba
0: do um, So this is episode
2: 25, I believe Of the Cage oh, Fight Podcast yeah. uh, Where we talk about the family man
3: <laughs> And I'm a family man my is my
2: uh, <laughs> and uh, the World Trade Center movie Which we have been building for quite some time uh, As you can see, we've got Holland Oates in the studio
0: Yeah, we have been building um, this episode for quite
1: some time So hopefully anybody uh, flies right into it
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> You know who was quite the man-eater Were uh, all the planes that hit the towers Because it killed a lot of men <laughs> uh, that, was,
0: uh, that was a real man-eater moment uh, Hashtag man-eater moment <laughs> 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 uh, see uh so
2: up on the boards right now we've got dave who uh is you know gonna
1: do, do testing some... out the new soundboard apparently yeah,
2: yeah he's testing out the new soundboard a little bit here um dave would you like to introduce yourself at all or talk a little oh
0: okay Uh, Hey Dave, how's it going? I just want to say, uh, you're doing a real friggin' sweet job up there.
4: What?
0: You're doing a friggin' sweet job up there, friggin'
1: uh... No, we're reviewing the family man, not family guy. There's a difference.
0: (gasps) Well, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) They call it different things in different countries, but I think we're all talking about pretty much the same... Thing.
3: Yeah,
1: like Gone in sixty seconds was Come in sixty seconds. There's, there's a <laughs> exactly. difference. I guarantee you, in like some Eastern European country, the Family Man was called the Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, uh, willing to bet. And it got sold in the wrong DVD case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, the uh, the success of DVD sales of this movie is what got the show Family Guy uh, uh, <laughs> brought back. back on the air. So, oh,
1: that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, because yeah, a, a lot of people were trying to. Buy this movie and they accidentally bought um cartoon. Um, <laughs> but
2: um, <laughs> to, to introduce ourselves to any new listeners, possibly, um, we, we, you already met Dave, who is not really speaking. What? I'm Jess. <laughs>
0: who the fuck is starting on this episode? That's wild to me. That,
2: Some people want to start on the World Trade Center
0: episode. I mean, that's true. So <laughs> goodbye to those guys.
1: And this is Taylor, the. I don't know. I don't know if I justify nine eleven that much. But, if anyone is new, listening to the show uh nine eleven if you like it, I like it too,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm Mike, and you know uh, I'm with Taylor here, we're people pleasers, and uh, you know if you're a fan, we're a fan, and uh, yeah, welcome to the show
2: yeah 9-11 is one of the ones where on rotten tomatoes like the critic rating is probably pretty low but audience scores i'm thinking are pretty high
0: <laughs> well yeah because yeah. um see this is one of those movies where people saw it and then they were like well if i give it a high rating does that mean i'm pro 9-11 and well, so i didn't mean the movie i'm in 9-11 oh
1: oh okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, i feel like 9 <laughs> the event probably had a much more positive uh yeah
0: yeah and uh nicholas cage why not <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh,
1: God uh, Yeah, we got plenty of nice little bits in there I was going right? to say, with, with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> Yeah
3: <laughs> yes.
2: um, Alright And uh, yeah, we do need to bring back For the, for your information that uh, You know, the kids these days just don't say Yabba dabba do" anymore
0: and it's, Yabba dabba, Uh, Maybe that's why bowling is uh, not as popular now. Yeah,
2: and like getting a rack of ribs that knocks over your car.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: why isn't that popular
0: anymore? (laughs) Speaking of bowling, to get completely off track, did you hear that the cake boss got his hand caught in a, a, a bowling machine and his hand was impaled like three different times? What? What? Yeah, he <laughs> apparently. Uh, Is he not going to make cakes anymore? Now? I don't know. But he uh, apparently fucking reached into one of those uh, bowling ball retrieval devices or something and got his hand uh, all fucked up.
3: <laughs>
0: so, uh, yabba dabba do to Buddy Velastro. May he bowl in peace in heaven. May he
1: bowl for soup.
0: Bowl with soup.
2: But, uh, anyways, we can just jump right into The Family Man here. The Family Man came out in the year 2000. It was rated PG-13. Uh, this was directed by Brett Ratner.
0: Oh, and, like, pod favorite Brett Ratner. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's, uh... I'll get to it.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know Brett Ratner, he was the director of X-Men The Last Stand and also did very, very prominent reshoots for the movie Season of the Witch, which was a previous movie we saw.
0: Yeah. Brett Ratner uh, is a rapist and the director of the Rush Hour movies uh, and mm-hmm. Tower Heist and Red Dragon. And as you said, X-Men Last Stand. And he's also
1: a... Rapist. Just, I mean, he's he's a director in Hollywood. Of course, he's a rapist. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, so. and that's just kind of how things go. Uh, written by David Diamond and David Weissman. Two the Daves. What? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dave. not you, not you, buddy. No, um,
0: they also wrote Evolution and Old Dogs. Uh,
2: production companies for this were Beacon Pictures and uh, Saturn Films. Ooh, baby. This may be the first movie ever produced by Saturn Films. I
1: didn't really. It was not it. the first, but it was definitely one of the first. Yeah.
2: Definitely had to be one of the uh, run time of one hundred and twenty five minutes budget of 60 million dollars uh, box office gross.
1: Oh, uh, I'm going to guess. <clears throat> Let me think here. How many people died on nine? Like $2,990 roughly. That's, I mean, that's it said
0: pretty... it right
2: at the end of the movie. The other one that we're going yeah, <laughs> to. Yeah. Uh,
0: it also said in a lot of the Amazon reviews, but uh, most of the people were wrong about the numbers. Uh, so, yeah. um, I'm going to guess uh 68 trillion
2: trillion. 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 OK, well, you're both wrong. It's one hundred twenty four point seven million dollars. Damn. Damn. that does put it in the black, though
0: in oh, the yeah. black and uh jess is Witch. reaching back to uh the chalkboard behind us and tallying yeah, yeah i have to uh get <laughs> all of that together like, <laughs> the, the, I, the mental math has not been here. very
2: successful on
0: the show sorry. yeah so we, we have big displays
2: uh <laughs> that's 16 movies so far that have been in the black 16 oh, out yeah. of
0: 44 i think
2: i uh, it will be 44 by the end of this episode yeah. so yeah. <laughs> uh not a great track record. Not a great track
0: record, but uh, <laughs> we're we're one more uh, cl- uh, closer uh, to the oh fuck.
2: Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie got a fifty three percent from critics, but from audiences, a sixty seven percent. Ooh, so you got a fresh from the audience, mm-hmm. and just barely fresh from the critics. I, I think fresh is sixty percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there's a rotten. No,
0: and there's a few <laughs> a few critics who uh, were just a little bit short of Christmas spirit.
2: That's all I have for, like, general facts there. You got, like, special fun facts, extra Um,
0: fun. So there's a lot of trivia for this movie on IMDb, um, and it is all completely fucking boring. (laughs) Like, I read through all of it, and I was like, I don't give a shit about any of this, and I don't want our listeners to have to fucking put up with (sighs) this. Um, So the only real piece of trivia uh, I have here is that John Travolta was one point uh, set to star... Um, and also I just added one that, uh, they should have named the main
1: character Bah Humbug. <laughs> okay. So I, I have Humberg. a thing, right? So like, how come every move, I swear to God, it's either Fred Durst Friday or, or cage fight. John Travolta shows up like 90% of the time. Yeah. In some I, John
0: Travolta, I think, was also uh, in talks for World Trade Center at some point. Like, pretty much any role that Nicolas Cage has filled was almost filled by John Travolta or he co stars with John Travolta. Is,
1: yeah. Is there, is, can we call this like the face off phenomenon? Like, seriously? Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> uh, I think it should be
2: called the face off phenomenon <laughs> if we're going to put a name to it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if you look into it actually John Travolta has been almost in as many movies as Nick Cage. That's so, true. Uh I think he's just like 10 short on yeah. Cage's record. So He's he's basically
0: um, like the Scientology version of Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Um so
2: Whereas whatever Ni- that means. Nicolas Cage is the New Orleans version. <laughs> yeah. Of it.
1: yeah. Is the Italian Catholic up. version. Well, wait. No, fuck. Uh, uh, is, is the straight version of John Travolta.
0: He's, he's the straight version of John Travolta who hasn't uh, desecrated his son's grave. Yeah. Um, and his memory. And his memory. Jesus Christ. Uh, listen to Fred, did, for the, Fred. Friday for uh, more on that. Yeah. Yes. that You'll was, be a big fanatic of that episode. Y- yeah.
2: But yeah, is that all you have for trivia there? Or... Yeah, uh,
0: truly. Uh, if you if you want to know more about this movie, for some reason, look it up. But don't get your hopes up because <laughs> nothing really interesting going on there. Except for a lot of it is just like, oh, this is the reverse. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Oh yeah. Um, but I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, and I don't care. Uh,
2: <laughs> so then jumping into a plot summary here. So this movie opens in 1987. At the airport, Cage is saying goodbye to his partner, Kate, as uh, he's about to get on a plane to London. Uh, She says, like, the classic Jedi line, I have a bad feeling about this, (laughs) and uh, tries to get him to stay, but he still leaves uh, to London for his year-long internship because this is going to be big and open so many doors for him.
0: Yes, physical um, doors, uh, and metaphorical doors, the
2: doors of perception, uh,
0: the Jim Morrison. Yeah, ones. I was gonna say the Jim Morrison doors, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> um, yeah, and
2: uh, Kate... he will break on through to the other side, <laughs> oh, yeah. through, from this.
0: Uh, Kate, played by uh, Tia Leone Tia Leone yeah. who I mainly know from Jurassic Park. 3. I was I was literally going to say yeah. that's
1: that's where I knew her from. Yeah.
0: Um. And she's a real friggin' piece of work in Jurassic Park Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, is she William H Macy's ex-wife or wife? Or I think it's like ex-wife.
2: Yeah. I don't know if it's ex-wife or if they're just separated.
3: It yeah. They're, they're like that. separated. And they're They're not to... doing
1: hot before they almost get eaten by dinosaurs, and
0: yeah. then they're
3: fine. But after.
1: then they get hot for each other again.
3: Yeah. yes yeah, because... I
1: mean, who wouldn't get hot? For William H Macy's. yeah. In the in the shit. face
0: of danger, um, mm-hmm. you're not going to pick Sam Neill over William H. No, <laughs>
1: absolutely not. And honestly, that 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 scene was really funny. Cause like, I I thought I had skipped like the majority of the movie by accident. I'm like, wait, did I accidentally fast forward through the movie? Like, it felt so out of place as an opening scene. Oh yeah. Uh, I th- I thought it
2: kind of fit. It kind of because there was there was
1: no character development, and I swear to God, like the first frame of it, it's like, blah, it's like you can't leave, and I'm like. Wait, did I just skip the fucking shit? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it starts
0: kind of abruptly, and it, I don't know about you guys, but it really made me think that we were about to get like a final destination opening. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> don't get on the plane. <laughs> uh, and the whole movie is yeah, just him just being like, I need to find a pass where we don't die.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would have happened if
1: we didn't, or I didn't get on the plane? <laughs> It's like Butterfly Effect in Final Destination. That's
0: what this movie could have been.
1: (laughs) Nicholas
2: Cage stars in The Family Man. Um, So then in the year 2000, so 13 years later, we see Cage waking up and he has some other lover leaving his room. He's back in NYC. He's living it up. He's singing Italian opera as he gets dressed for some reason. And he's
1: looking pretty hot as he's getting dressed, though. He's got a nice body.
2: Yeah, he's not looking too bad. Yeah,
0: I mean, he, it's it's no Red Rock West bod, uh, but it's pretty Red Rock hard. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, he's a big Wall Street executive. And uh, while he's doing some work, he does get a message, apparently, from Kate, uh, the, the girl that he left when he left for London 13 years ago. Uh, I also want to point out at one point, Cage's boss says to him, or is it just the owner of the company? I don't know. He says. uh, The old guy. Yeah, the old guy. Uh, you're a credit to capitalism, Jack. Oh, yeah. I know it's not lying. I,
0: I,
1: I knew you'd find that
0: funny. That was fantastic because basically the 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 whole thing is they're uh, working late on Christmas Eve. Yes, and everybody's like, "I want to get back to my family." And Nicolas Cage uh, is like, "I like money more." Yeah, and uh, of course uh, the boss guy feels the same way.
1: He's like, "You want to go back to your family, man? You can't do that." <laughs>
0: And so they got a deal to make. They fist bump each other over uh, loving uh, making money more than uh, anything else in the whole GD world. Which is why Nick Cage in this movie at the beginning is really cool. Yeah. And then he gets fucking cooked out. (laughs) We'll get there.
2: So as he's leaving on Christmas Eve to go home, uh, Cage witnesses Don Cheadle threatening a store owner with a gun uh, and i believe
1: his character name in the movie is magic black man <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> he is he... magic black
1: man yes Who's name cash i believe actually
0: no his name is magic black man. <laughs> yeah and then uh also the the clerk is played by um that one actor whose name i can't remember but he plays like miles on lost um, mm. And he's doing like He's an Asian actor Who's doing like A super racist Asian voice Even though that's not and he like, What he was he like He was like raised in like, like Suburban all? DC yeah. Or some shit uh, so, so I feel like That was probably early In his career When people were, were like Just hiring him To be a stereotype And yeah. that made
1: me feel sad I mean I feel like That's what Brett Ratner Would just be He's like Yeah just get a stereotype as far.
0: Oh yeah I mean the, af- after directing The Rush Hour movies Which uh, I haven't seen In a while But I think there might be A racial stereotype Or two in there uh um so yeah, not, not a not a far cry for him.
2: <laughs> um so Cheadle is like threatening the, the owner with a gun to get him to honor a lottery ticket for $238, and Cage de-escalates the situation by making a business deal. Uh he uh, he then tries to get Cheadle to go to school and make his life better. Yeah,
1: I love it. He's like, you know what? You just got to work hard. And he's like, he's literally giving the bootstrap narrative. Yeah, he's Christmas giving Eve. the bootstrap narrative to a ran... It's so fucking weirdly cringy. It <laughs> yes. really is. To be fair, I think that's kind of like a self-aware thing. Like, ooh, this out-of-touch fucking rich piece of shit mm-hmm. kind of thing. I don't think they were trying to make that a sympathetic like line out of him, to be honest.
0: Work hard, play never.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Except for me, because I'm fucking Nick
2: Cage. So then uh, Cheadle says, you brought this on yourself after Cage says, I have everything I need. Yeah, once again, victim blaming. (laughs) Like, why is magic black man victim blaming the rich (laughs) white man? (laughs) Uh, So what he means by you brought this on yourself, Cage doesn't know, but he will very soon. Like the next scene.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Uh,
2: How how ominous. He wakes up the next day to find himself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And he asks himself, What the fuck happened? How did I get here? (laughs) Letting the days go by. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Sorry, I just feel that the the plot of this movie matches in addition to Family Man, the song there. <laughs> um Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads. I think the writers may have just listened to that song and then wrote a movie yeah. based on the yeah. lyrics there.
3: Uh, as the
0: days go by, uh the Glisterine. water, uh, uh something about the water yeah. underground.
2: Yeah. Water I, I, flowing I underground. Uh and then I think it's uh, into the blue again, after the money's gone.
0: After <laughs> the money's gone, the murdering <laughs>
1: And like I said, as the days go by.
0: This
4: is Glicerine, not my like beautiful house. Glycerine.
1: Terrible song, by the way. Glycerine. Yeah, terrible song.
4: I'm never alone. Uh, I'm alone all the time. Okay.
0: Uh, it's funny that you bring that up because I have been listening uh, to Remain in Light uh, all week. Um, so um, I was prepared for this. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. We got a hack. Was that a David Byrne burn? <laughs> was that a Byrne burn? burn?
2: <laughs> oh, shit. He's calling him a hack. Hack! 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 <laughs> uh so the beautiful wife is Kate, that girl he left for London all that time ago.
0: What the freaking heck?
2: Yeah, and it is Christmas day <laughs> of of the same year. So 2000. Yep, yeah, 2000. Uh only
1: 9 months away from the best day of our lives. <laughs>
2: And he's in that house and like their families are coming over or is he related to Big Ed or whatever? I don't fucking no, know. No, that, that, That's like his like dad-in-law it's or father. Oh, it is his father-in-law. Okay. That's what I thought. Hack. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do the no, hack. There we go. But Cage is panicking. So he drives to work and finds that no one there recognizes him. What the fuck? Driving
1: and- in his fucking sweatpants and a minivan. he's driving a minivan. Oh, and he also missed the fact that there was a very prominent shot of the Twin Towers as he was driving oh, yeah, oh, to yeah. New York true. City. <laughs> Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> It'll become very relevant later on in this this movie. Is this movie only a year away from those fateful? Not
1: yet. Oh, well, I mean it's set like yeah, a year, but yeah.
2: Oh shit. It's only set about nine months before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and um, uh, It's
1: only nine months and eleven days
0: from. Also, uh, yeah, if this movie was set nine months later, the final scene would not have happened. So <laughs> Cage is trying to figure out what the hell is going on. We as the audience probably
2: immediately figured it out the moment he woke up in the or At least I did. Yeah, because we've um, seen yeah, did, uh,
0: that movie, Dr. Scrooge, yeah. um, with uh, the guy from the uh, Lorne Michaels, the uh, Dr. Scrooge movie with yeah. Lorne Michaels.
2: <laughs> Dr. Scrooge. It's where he rides the TARDIS, right? It, yep. <laughs> um, outside the building, he sees Cheadle again, driving Cage's Ferrari.
0: But he's not like gangster anymore.
2: You know, he's not gangster anymore. Now he's high class. Uh, what the, the heck, man Yeah, he's, he's he's magic rich black man. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> so Cheadle tells him to get in and explains to Cage that he's now in a glimpse of what his life could have been. uh Cheadle then gives Cage a bike bell and tells him to go home. And I thought that bike bell would become more relevant, but I mean, I mean, it kind of does later, but I don't know. It uh, barely. I, becomes I think it's relevant.
0: supposed to be symbolic of like if you uh, give up the life of money to become a married man, you might as well have a fucking bell around your neck dingling around all the time because (laughs) you're
1: fucking... Yeah, you got the fucking ball and chain chain. telling you what to fucking do. and all I want to do is just fucking go home, just put my hand down my pants and watch the fucking wrestling. Exactly. (laughs) And
0: (laughs) and here comes fricking War Machine to tell him, hey, you made the right choice. So, (laughs) absolutely. Cage then
2: goes home discovers that he is married to Kate and his family. Yeah. This family man is, <laughs> uh, his family is worried sick about him and like super angry about how he just ran off in the morning without telling them
1: what he was doing or where he was going. Yeah, Cause he skipped Christmas with his family yeah. that he's loved for so long.
0: Yeah. And they're worried so sick that fricking tiny Tim's got fricking colon cancer. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, he tries to
2: explain that this is not his beautiful house and this is not his beautiful <laughs> life. But uh, he ends up just apologizing because obviously no one's going to really believe that all of a sudden, or they believe you're having a psychotic break or something. But um, So he gets ready for a party that he's got to go to with Kate at some mutual friend's house. At the party, he starts immediately pounding drinks. There's a woman there who seems to flirt with him hard. I was going to
1: say he probably wants to pound something else at that house. Oh. He, he does, yeah. There's <laughs>
2: okay. a few things to pound here, brother. And uh, he doesn't know anything about what his friends are talking about at all. Uh, one of them's getting like bypass surgery. Uh, they all like the Mets. He hates the Mets, I guess. And that's so. thing is that what the
1: one of them is played by Jeremy Piven, who's playing himself in this movie. Jeremy Piven always plays himself, uh, yeah. which is why you always uh, hate his character.
3: <laughs> huh. So.
1: This is probably the most likable I've ever seen Jeremy Piven, and even then, I still want to fucking punch him in the face. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, even in this like uh, supposed to be heartwarming story, uh, he's still
0: a fuckface. <laughs> I would love to take a sack of fucking potatoes and whack him in the neck with it. So
2: <laughs> I don't know. I can't hear Jeremy Piven without thinking of the comedy bang bang. The Jeremy, Jeremy
3: Piven to you.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, but rest in peace, Scott Ackerman. Oh shit. Is he dead? Uh, well, I don't know. This this episode won't come out for like a month, so maybe. Uh-oh. Uh. Just predictable. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're alive and well, <laughs> Uh, so
2: and he also finds out that Kate uh is a non-profit pro bono lawyer and he's like really upset by the fact that she's not making more money. Well, um, you
1: know, Tay Leone in this movie, I mean, I'm I'm pro boner for nah, you know what Come I mean? on, Kate. Pretty hot. <laughs> Let me some blonde MILFs. Hell yeah. Even oh, short yeah. hair, it's fine. Yeah. shorter the better, baby. You still have a bald woman? I like, mm. want them bald blonde woman. <laughs> oh, God. It's so hot.
2: Bald blonde MILF? Is that would so fucking? I'll find
0: you. <laughs> come on her skull and just rub it in.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm going to move out of here before we get into it. But um, the next day, Cage wakes up uh, disappointed to still be in this glimpse uh, he has a very hard time trying to change his baby's diaper.
1: Yeah, he's like the worst fucking dad ever. He's like, what the fuck is this gross-ass shit? What the
2: fuck? And then, you know, there's the scene that with every baby in a movie from the 90s and early 2000s yep. where they take off the diaper and it pees into the yeah, air.
1: I I, um, I saw that scene like a fucking like mile away. I'm just yeah, like yeah. the baby's going to piss and like everyone's going to be like, oh, no, baby's pissing. It's like, yeah, it
0: looks directly at the camera and shrugs. And then there's a sudden narrator that says, what's next for Mr. Mom? There's like a little
1: record scratch. Like <laughs> You're well, probably wondering how
0: I got here. <laughs>
2: So uh his daughter who is like maybe 6ish 7 somewhere in there. She's maybe. real little and yeah. she's a
1: great actress. <laughs>
2: she is good for for a child actor. That's true. Oh I no I'm just kidding. I thought she was dog shit in this movie. <laughs> she says, "You're not really my dad, are you?" And uh Cage comes clean to her like immediately, just says everything like, "Yeah, I I don't know. Your dad maybe will come back at some point. Listen, not honey, me. we're
0: stuck in what's called an alternate history, mm-hmm. okay?" Then she has a. We're stuck
2: in a a plot contrivance that occurs quite a bit in
0: Hollywood movies of this era, and (laughs) she uh, she has a fucking wild existential crisis and ends up fucking sucking on the barrel of a gun. So.
2: I don't recall that scene. Maybe that's a deleted yeah, that scene. That was
0: definitely but... a the deleted That was in the Brett
1: Ratner director's cut. Oh, yeah.
0: That was in the Eli Roth uh,
1: <laughs> You don't have to bring in Eli Roth. Brett Ratner's already a sinister enough person <laughs> to do something like that. That's true. That's true. Uh, I she... apologize for invoking Eli Roth.
2: Uh, she believes aliens created a replacement dad for her and put them there. And uh, she's like, okay, well, I'll help you while you're... Adjusting into this life She begins to walk him through his life Until uh, he takes her to daycare And uh, he also finds out Through her that he works at Big Ed's Tires As a tire salesman
1: I, I kind of liked when he was handing the baby off at the daycare was Like do I get a receipt or something oh, that, yeah. was, <laughs> that was pretty funny so, At his job uh,
2: he doesn't know what he's doing Basically cause you know Like he's walking into a job that he's expected to know How to do cause he's been doing it for That's years thing, No one
1: in a sales position knows what the fuck they're doing anyways. So you know what Nick Cage just you'll figure it out as you go along it's true
2: uh and he realizes as we all did probably immediately in this scenario that he didn't go to London in 87 and that's why he's with Katie the heck he also realizes Kate is very beautiful uh during all this time he's like wow
1: and Tayloni is really beautiful. cute. And so.
0: She is really beautiful, but he doesn't have the uh benefit of post nut clarity at this time as <laughs> he did before. Yeah, he hasn't <laughs>
1: fucked in like three days. <laughs>
0: in this in this fucking history, he maybe hasn't fucked since
1: that baby was born. So
0: mm, I don't know. Because you know when you freaking get married and you freaking stop having the bone.
1: So it's the thing, the fucking ball and chain will get down on her knees and suck me a whoop. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> um Uh, So the next day at the mall He demands
2: to buy a $2,400 Suit and gets very pissy when his wife Says no uh, Saying she makes him give up on all his Dreams Uh, They kind of make up and he pieces A little bit more of his life's backstory together At the bowling alley his bowling game sucks because he hasn't actually gone bowling in this reality, really. Yeah, and,
1: and Cake he, Boss is on his fucking team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jammed up the ball return. I mean, if you had to fucking be in a bowling team with Jeremy Piven and Cake Boss guy, you'd probably suck shit, too, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's
0: true, especially because there's all that fucking skin backed up in the fucking <laughs> bowling machine.
1: Plus, well, you talk about Eli Roth, I don't know if you know, but he was on that team as well, and um, <laughs> it was uh, one of the balls in the return pit was a severed guy's head. <laughs> Oh, God. You don't remember that scene from Cabin Fever?
0: I actually just watched Cabin Fever uh, a couple days ago, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh,
2: okay, about. good. I was going to say <laughs> The only thing I remember from Cabin Fever is the uh, pancakes.
1: <laughs> I remember everything from Cabin Fever, sadly.
2: But uh, so that lady from the Christmas party, who was all flirty with him, is there. And uh, she, uh, she had sultry eyes. She made it totally clear that she was his for the night. And he said... Oh, come on, Dave. That was the perfect chance oh. for the soundboard. Damn what? it.
3: What? What?
4: What? what?
2: <laughs> leave me alone. I'm a family man. <laughs> okay. But no, he doesn't... <laughs> okay. He doesn't actually Thanks, say Dave. leave me alone. Uh, he sa- She said she wants to have an affair with him, and he's like, well, fuck yeah. So he goes over to Jeremy Piven, and he's like, hey, Jeremy Piven, she wants to fuck me. What's her address? And Jeremy Piven is like... Man, I'm not going to do that and you'd be an idiot to throw away your life with Kate. Everybody would like give everything to be with her.
0: If she wants to fuck him, then why does he need to get her address from somebody else?
2: That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck he didn't ask her, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Cage goes home and he's like, "Well, I guess I'm not getting laid by that lady tonight. So I'll try and fuck my wife." <laughs> Damn. My beautiful wife, who I hate. Yeah, my goddamn beautiful fucking bitch of a (laughs) wife. (laughs) Um, But like uh, he fucks up the dirty talk. I think she wanted him to say, I love you. And he says, ooh, you're such a dirty girl. And she was not, she's not into that.
1: Yeah, she's actually not really a dirty girl. She's really nice. Mm, she's, well, she's very also really clean, as we saw in an earlier scene in the shower when she's just rubbing all up. A, oh, yeah. In <laughs> the fucking bathtub.
0: Yeah, and actually in the instead, uh, extended <clears throat> version, she uh, she has a loofah, and it goes right up wherever
1: you need it to. So, so she's actually very clean <laughs> yeah. from, the, from the 15 showers she takes a day down. Yeah,
0: and if she's not, she's doing something wrong. I'll tell you that right <laughs> yeah.
1: now. Yeah. Um, so
2: after that, Cage watches an old video he finds of him singing to Kate at her birthday party, and it makes him all like wistful and sad. And I think this is the first time we've ever seen in a movie seen Cage singing, isn't? I don't think at we've seen that, him
0: singing earlier of. in this
1: movie.
0: Oh yeah, that's true.
1: He was singing. <laughs> he's he's it, also he, much he's better opera. at the beginning in this movie too. Got about it. He kind yeah. of sucks shit yeah. in that one. He's like, yeah, Ooh. before he could, you could afford opera singing training. Yeah, he knew Italian
0: before. Now he just sounds like a fucking
1: schmuck. I will say, though, that was... I I don't know if that was intentional or not, but if that was intentional, that was pretty smart to, like, make him a shitty singer and like, the alternate reality, but, like, make him, like... At least competent. In well the yeah, real he world. actually
0: um to get prepared for this movie took uh singing lessons for fourteen years, but then yeah. I said, uh we we don't want you to be a good singer.
1: Well so so, so he took
0: is
2: he singing actually, lessons um, and how to be a bad singer for fourteen yeah. more years. He actually like
1: a singer, that's uh, he a bad actually singer went right uh, to to prepare for that, yeah. he actually went back in time and they told him that uh would you like to be a castrato. So he actually <laughs> got castrated uh, to yeah. learn how to sing for this movie to well, be a Well, Nicolas
0: Cage, why not? So,
1: <laughs>
4: that's uh
2: but uh, so the next day, it is Cage and uh, Kate's birthday. Or it was the anniversary. Anniversary. I don't know why I said birthday. Um, the anniversary of her birthday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so that uh, she bought him a suit after he was so angrily yelling about how he needs that twenty four hundred. Yeah, at the suit.
1: outlet store is a generic version of that amazing fucking suit. Mm-hmm. Fucking cheap cunt. Oh, Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> try fucking harder
2: but uh cage has to come clean that he forgot their anniversary uh because he i mean did he really forget it because he never knew he it did, right? yeah
0: <laughs> he never really knew it I don't know yeah. The fuck we got married yeah he literally
1: got transported to this alternate reality like three fucking days ago and he trying to piece together like 13 years of their relationship that yeah, never happened next, next give time him a uh, fucking break <laughs>
0: Hopefully next time I get transported into an alternate reality, uh, I have a day planner with some important dates yeah. written, and I don't, I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> happening here. Um,
2: so uh, to make up for it, he takes her out to a fancy dinner in in the city, and uh, while he's there, he tells her he feels, uh, with air quotes, that he's been living a different life than he used to. Uh, but he also says, like, he's sure he'd rather be with her than anywhere else in the world. And even though she's ugly as fuck. <laughs> It's looking like Kate is finally at home in his new life here. He's happy with Kate and the kids. You know, he's he's having good times. And then all of a sudden... He's trying to
1: get his stuff together. He's finally, like, being competent and being the person that he's he's supposed to be. He's being a real... Family, family man. There we go.
0: <laughs> uh, then at
2: work, his old boss shows up. Uh, yeah, I think his name is like Lassiter or something. Yeah, like yeah, John yeah.
0: Lassiter. John Lassiter. Uh, uh, he's a uh, director. Of and another Pixar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, come on. He is. Uh, so, uh, oh fuck! All right. That's unfortunate. I thought that's why you were saying that. No. Wait, is he really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, actually, I'm not not pretty sure. I'm positive. Uh,
1: yeah, he's uh, god damn it. Just dropping some blind items over here, yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, What is with this
0: industry? (laughs) Great track record. I mean, uh, good movies, this guy, but, uh, you know, dirty peepee.
2: So his boss shows up with a tire blowout, and he impresses him with some talk about corporate trading and how to have made an even better deal, because he saw in the news that that deal he was planning in his old life went through, but for way less than he thought he could get. Um, So he gets called in for a job interview and wows Lasseter, his old boss, And gets the job, basically. He's going to get the offer. Um, So he tells Kate about it and about what he wants for their future with the success he will have for this and what they can do together. And she gets really upset about the life they'd be
1: throwing away. They're going to live a fancy life in New York City where, like, you know, they actually get their needs taken care of. It's like, no, I want to be working class and always struggle. Look at me. (laughs) Fucking cunt. Seriously, stop and once again. Nick Cage earlier in the movie is like, you're destroying my hopes and dreams. And like, she just literally tried to. <laughs> what a fucking bitch. Yeah. yeah seriously. So
0: I, I mean, I, I, I think it's great that this movie is going through uh, so, so much uh, to, to prove that his real life was better.
1: Uh, yeah. No, yeah. really. Yeah, his real life was so much better because like not only was he actually getting ass, but also he was rich as shit. Yeah. And he knew Italian songs. Yeah. Whereas in, this, where in the alternate reality, he's not fucking. He's got two annoying kids. His life sucks shit, going nowhere,
0: <laughs> and the only fucking uh foreign songs he knows is "Uga Chaka Uga." But uh,
2: Cage kind of relents and says, "Like, no, this is a nice life. We'll live it, and we'll be happy." And he begins to accept his new life, and he's truly happy. And his daughter, one day while they're playing, says, "I knew you'd come back, Dad." And Cage feels so joyous.
3: <laughs> he's
2: very much a family man. That was well timed.
3: Mm hmm.
2: Thank you. Um, So then uh, while he's out buying salt for the sidewalk, uh, he runs into Cheetle again.
1: Runs into Magic Black Man
3: one more
2: time. Uh, Magic Black Man. Um, And he becomes paranoid that he's going to go back to his old life. And he yells to Cheetle, like, you got to leave me alone. You can't keep coming in people's lives and messing things up. (laughs) That was perfect. Oh, my God. Um,
0: Dave's going to get promoted.
2: (laughs) Um, So he wakes up the next day. And is in his old life, and he finds that uh, Kate, a successful unmarried lawyer, is uh, moving to Paris, and her flight is going to leave at seven.
1: By the way, she's moving to Paris, and she can't fucking speak French. Nope, not at
2: all. What a dumb bitch! What a yabba dabba dumbass! This is
0: before they even had Duolingo, so yeah, they had
1: Rosetta Stone though.
0: Yeah, but that costs like a lot of money.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean she's a rich lawyer, but she can't afford her set of stone. Yeah, you know? because she
0: fucking spends all her money on these freaking uh uh clothes. <laughs> <laughs> she looks very
1: good though, like that the giant turtleneck probably costs like ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Real fucking
3: We like could make money off of this or something like so,
1: her
2: flight to Paris is leaving that day, Christmas Day, at uh, 7 p.m. So he just books it to the airport to go and stop her, and he manages to go right up to the line. This is again, this is like one year pre 9/11. So yeah,
1: you so could you do can that. do whatever the fuck. So you, you yeah, want. you could do that. You didn't have to go through security. You or You could have fucking climbed into the cockpit if you wanted to. Nobody would have the, said like a shit. pilot like on the way is like, go get him, Tiger. Go get him. <laughs> and like you just saw, and like behind the scenes, just a, a a brown man. His name, I believe, was Muhammad. <laughs> observing things in the background he seemed just stroking he just his got chin his pilot training <laughs> yes. he, um, he he just had a nice vacation in san diego where he was doing some training Yeah,
0: um, and so just know if you're ever in an airport and you see somebody full-on sprinting they are either uh coming from or on their way to committing an act of terror or they are madly
1: in love yes uh, it's one of those two things so yes he shows up and tries to
2: convince her and she's like you know i i have closure i'm sorry i don't know we haven't seen each other in 13 years if you want closure it's good i'm happy and then he's like i had this dream where and then talks about everything that happened for the whole plot of the movie basically and uh he's like and will you please just you can leave afterwards if you want to, but just have a cup of coffee and she agrees to have the coffee with him and they talk into the night. It appears. I don't yeah. Know. So basically, that's the end of the movie, and I, um, I was half expecting Cheadle to show up like laughing and like swoosh <laughs> the movie away and be like,
1: oh, um, yeah, like do like one of those like, uh, yeah, like and, like post credit sequence things <laughs> like back in the early 2000s. Because I mean, this movie just like predated that shitty trend. So,
0: yeah. So, yeah, it's basically it ends with a woman who's, uh, you know, on to starting the next big chapter of her life. And just before she does so, a uh, insane person that she hasn't seen in 13 years is uh, screaming Who, at her from behind and saying. Yeah, but, uh, but a
1: future that they didn't fucking have. I yeah,
0: had a vision where we had a kid and he had really cool eyes. Yeah. yeah. And, she, she's just and you got to come
1: fine. with me because I want to fuck you and I yes. want to create children, and you don't have a fucking choice, basically. Exactly. And, yeah. anyway and
0: instead of thinking, uh, this don't is know, weird. I know many people
2: and- in her position would
1: probably who would agree
2: to go have the coffee, I feel like I'd be like, you know, I'm going to get on this plane because it's away from you and
1: safer. Yeah. Nick Cage is a uh, family man in this it, movie, but he's also acting like a fucking weirdo at that very end scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: If someone I haven't seen in 13 years, uh, comes fucking, uh, pulling me out of the, uh, line at a <laughs> airport, uh, I'm probably going to hope I have pepper spray.
1: I like yeah, no, right. Uh, but yes, that is family man. hmm. Yeah. Man. Um, oh Yeah. And uh, what did y'all think of Family Man? So, I uh, cried so much.
0: Um, it was so touching when they did that shit, dumb ending that w- I hated.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what I was going to say. I actually genuinely did really like this movie. I thought there were like some kind of funny moments in it, uh, even though it is pretty contrived and it's you know pretty derivative of, yeah, things like it's a wonderful life. For sure. Yeah. But at the same time. I really did like it. And then the ending just completely fucking ruined it for me. And I was actually watching this movie with a friend at that point, And I'm like, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And then they came to the speech. I'm like, you fuckers, you did it. I can't believe you fucking did that contrived yeah. bullshit again and again. Because what I would have liked, and I know in Hollywood would have never done this. What I would have liked is if she would have been like, yeah, but that's in the past. And then they would have moved on and it would have been like a chair like a, a like a lesson of cherish what you have cuz you never know if it might like pass you by yeah but in this movie, there's no consequences for him basically abandoning this woman for 13 fucking years. Yeah, exactly. basically
2: it, he gets both in the end. Yeah, uh, yeah. Presumably, they they end up getting together and end up having a family. And also he got to become a millionaire. Yeah, a basically, Wall Street uh, executive. I guess you and could say like,
1: he uh, has his Kate and eats it, too. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, though. I, I feel like the whole point of this movie should be that like you can take those lessons that you learned about valuing relationships and do it with somebody you didn't already fuck over. Right. And waste their time otherwise. He didn't, I
0: mean, I I don't know what he, he didn't learn anything. Yeah, he didn't learn shit. He (laughs) got to a point where he's like, oh shit, I fucked up 13 years ago. What if I took my greasy dick and I fucking made it all better? Yeah. (laughs) And she was like, wow,
1: that's romantic as shit. Yeah, so the ending of this movie, I fucking reeked. I hated it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the actual movie itself, I really did like until like the, literally the last scene of the movie.
0: Yeah, it wasn't terrible. I
1: mean, uh, as far bad as movie Um, and there are... ge- were genuinely some funny ass moments, especially when Nick Cage is like trying to like, like go through the motions of his old life and he has no idea what the fuck's going on. Like some of those scenes were genuinely pretty funny.
0: Yeah. And I mean, as far as Christmas movie goes, there Christmas movies go. There wasn't any like Joe Pesci or
1: uh, bank robbery with. John and I Lovey. was going to oh, yeah, say, but, in, in comparison uh, to the, the other McCage Cage Christmas movie. This movie's a million times better than those. Yeah,
0: I would. I. I mean, yeah, I would say... Uh, and if this I movie's a million times better, because that movie is already like 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, and so this would be like... A I mid-
2: think we do at some point need to have the, the Cage Christmas episode where we yeah. put it Trapped in Paradise, Family Man, and also A Christmas Carol. I have never else. watched I A mean, <laughs> Christmas,
1: Christmas Carol again. <laughs> We're doing different brackets, different like themed brackets. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that as episodes at some point. That's but, true.
2: Um, uh, so... I don't know. This movie, the, the plot of this movie, I feel like this is kind of a cliche of like late 90s, early 2000s comedy movies where it's like, what if we put this guy in a situation that is very wholesome, but very antithetical to his personality? What and the then, heck? And then he learns to be a good person, you Real
1: know? No fish out of water story. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, it's definitely um, like reminiscent of, what the fuck was that Adam Sandler movie takes care of that kid? Uh,
0: Big Daddy. Yeah, it's kind of like Daddy. Big Daddy a little bit. It's basically Big Daddy meets Eight Crazy Nights, but no Sandman. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: it's, it's a sweet feel-good movie. Uh, I did think it was a pretty good movie. Um, it does seem to me at times to be like the type of propaganda that maybe executives like to have out in the world to make the lower classes put up with their lot in life and enjoy it rather than start building guillotines.
1: Well, like, uh, even, but... there's even that scene where they're eating at the restaurant. It's like, yeah, your paycheck is pitifully low. But it's like we love each other. <laughs> we live a good life. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you guys kind of do. But that but whole like... life is extremely precarious. Like the yeah, early 2000s. What if,
2: we, what if we killed the executives?
1: <laughs> <they're> I like... <laughs> in the early 2000s was the last time. You could be a pro bono lawyer and work a, a, as a fucking salesperson at a fucking tire factory and still own a house in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. That's the last time you could do that in America, was the early 2000s. Yeah.
2: And so soon, they probably got it with a
1: subprime.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like well, be fair, this, this movie uh, was set in
1: Teaneck, New Jersey, which is just outside of New York City. And I guarantee you that that, that house now is probably worth like $1.2 million. Oh, yeah. And yeah. pro bono lawyers and uh, tire salesmen don't make $1.2 million enough. To fucking afford a house like yeah,
0: that. I mean, unless so you true. got really good tires. Yeah. Like, if
1: you got fucking, you know, the chrome plated grill tires for and they rappers. Rips on
0: it and shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Fucking spinners.
1: So, yeah, this movie is definitely not an original premise, but I will say I did enjoy it. And I think, you know, I don't think there's ever been a movie we've seen on the show that, like, it would have been better without Nick Cage, but I think Nick Cage's performance did add a shit ton to this movie. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think
2: it's true cage is always like a rock uh, he for instance he's in the film the rock but um and red rock he does yes. kind of make everything he's in a little bit better like if it weren't for him being in a lot of these movies they'd have no watch value whatsoever i, I would yet. have
0: not made it through this entire movie if he was not the <laughs> charming fellow uh, if he wasn't indeed. the family man.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: family man oh yeah
0: yeah, and I mean, I thought this movie was kind of a reversal of the classic It's a Wonderful Life, which I think is really interesting. Um, because the uh, It's a Wonderful Life is a similar story, but uh, reversed, which is very,
3: very, very interesting.
0: interesting. Yeah, I wonder where you got that observation from. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you know, when you think about it, it really is a wonderful
4: life.
2: <laughs> um, but that's all I have to say about this movie so far. Uh, Dave, do you have a plot summary by any chance?
4: No. I'm a family man. What? And my much than my Ew. <laughs> okay. No. What? Yes.
3: <laughs> that's you a great <laughs> <I'm gonna> <laughs> You
1: know, fun fact that was literally the most succinct and perfect encapsulation of a review <laughs> I've ever seen from Dave. That was incredible. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the greatest that hits great. of Dave right there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, then I guess the next thing would be uh, the Amazon reviews.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about I've, I should let's probably go look for some well, right yabba-dabba-doo, now. Yabba Dabba
2: Yabba Dabba Reviews. Didn't uh, look at them beforehand. Or Yabba Dab um,
0: Reviews. Oh, actually, a lot of people saying, Yeah, it's a wonderful life. It's well, true. it's Nicolas Cage. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> mm, so, okay, here we go. Um, so uh, I got a movie. Uh, a... <laughs> I got a review about a movie uh, uh, called The Family Man oh, yeah. uh, by uh, the gentleman named Brylock.
3: <laughs> Brylock. Bry says,
0: uh,
2: <laughs> wait, 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 Brylock sounds like a, a – de- it's either like Frylock – Yeah, I was going
0: to say
1: Frylock a, from Overtine. It's or Frylock, like but it's – some sort
0: of demon from a fantasy That's movie. That's true. Uh, I was going to say Frylock mixed with Brian from Family Man. <laughs> Family Man. <laughs> um, and uh, Brylock writes, this movie is pretty intense. A uh, good thriller, love a good thriller. Um, says it will make you laugh. <laughs> a thriller, uh, and if you're like me, uh, it'll make you cry too. Must watch at least once. Has time travel things going on in it. Many lessons to be learned in this bundle of joy. There really isn't time travel though. Um, it's time travel, honey.
1: It's uh, an alternate universe. That's not necessarily time travel. There's time travel in every movie because. Well, at,
2: it just travels in real time. Uh,
0: yeah, you know, it's a I'm more of a time lapse
2: movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah i got a review from oh uh, one thing i do want to say a separate thing that i forgot to mention this is one of the only like christmas movies i've seen that starts on christmas and ends at a later date and doesn't like start earlier and end on christmas you know what i mean so
1: that's a strange observation though but yeah Mm, that is odd
0: yeah and i will will say uh it's christmas eve and not christmas steve uh (laughs) leonard l writes one of the best (laughs) movies ever made Uh, truly from a philosophical perspective.
1: I feel like uh, somebody named by the name of Rhett Bratner wrote this. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, I mean, Brett Ratner, a philosophical mastermind, as we all know. (laughs) Very
1: true. I've seen X-Men The Last Stand many times, and I can philosophize a lot about them.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, the uh, Phoenix is basically frickin' uh, uh, Sigmund Freud uh, (laughs) uh, from a... Oh, that's a psychological uh,
1: perspective. Yeah, it's a, a ah, psychoanalysis perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Dark Phoenix is, is my mom that I have some very complicated feelings about. Uh,
0: and uh, Leonard Cohen writes uh, truly from a <laughs> philosophical perspective. One of the best movies ever made. Goddamn! Wait, wait, wait! wait. wait. recommend say, more highly.
1: Did you say from Leonard Cohen? Uh,
0: uh yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming Leonard L. Cohen. Uh, I, I would like to think that the artist Leonard Cohen wrote that review. I mean, it was written. Uh,
0: yeah, he was still alive at the time of the. <laughs>
1: review, so it, it was. Uh, it was that Leonard Cohen. It yeah, it, be it was a, that Leonard, it was that Leonard Cohen.
0: He wrote. Yeah. Got a.
2: He wrote re- "Hallelujah." Then he sat down and he wrote said, this review.
0: And actually, "Hallelujah" was about uh, how happy he was that this movie was made. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think Christmas it was. Uh,
1: it was it was his adulation at seeing Te Leoni, uh dance behind that yeah shower yeah
0: because there's that one verse that goes like uh time travel was number one i was having multiple sons (laughs) uh so kb writes uh and again this is about the movie the family man uh love love this show uh awesome acting (laughs) and the little girl in it my favorite character uh, and there, yeah, there was like uh two ellipses uh in there. So <laughs> the little girl in it, my favorite character. <laughs> uh, yeah, do uh, the dreamworks smirk
1: too when you do it.
0: Yeah, uh, and it, it, I'm doing my uh Brett Ratner smirk for everybody who can't see my uh, uh Dan Schneider uh mask. Uh, I <laughs> uh, got a review from uh, somebody who obviously picked their username after uh, watching this movie because their name is Life is Good. Uh, and they say, Love this classic movie, Story of My Life. I Got the Good Part.
4: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Shit. Um, so,
0: so
2: they also are went through time. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, I don't know. Um <laughs>
0: I got uh, got a review from Cat1Lady, who says, F-word is not necessary in this movie. Disappointed. Uh, Was expecting a wholesome family movie. Did not like him using the F-word, which was totally unnecessary. I enjoyed the similar movie named What If? Much more. Um, this when, movie is when PG-13. He, when did he even say it? I don't remember uh, that. If he if he said it, uh, it would have been one time. It would have been <laughs>
1: literally one time in a and non-sexual context. In a
0: non-sexual context. And if you want a movie where they say it one less time, watch uh, What If.
1: Uh, <laughs> what if fuck? That's what. What if? What if it's we? we, we fucked. Fucked. Hey, what if we fuck? What <laughs> uh, sure. if we fuck? That's a porn parody. We fucked now.
0: From uh, a Christian.
1: Um, and wait, they, wait, wait, wait! You said a Christian. A Christian. <laughs> is it it's like a like Andrew Christian, or is it just a Christian? A Christian. One word. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, and they say, "Sorry, I purchased. Don't waste your money." Um, oh, okay. So not enough. This uh, movie
2: doesn't have enough Jesus, and it's yeah. Christmas, I guess. They're tra- they took the Christ out of Christmas, and they took the Christ out of Christmas, mm-hmm. and
0: yeah,
2: put a big uh, X there.
0: And next one, uh, next one is written <laughs> by, uh, somebody who I think makes an appearance in the next movie. Uh, this one's by Allah and, uh, they say, uh, bad quality product, uh, was freezing returned. Um, <laughs> was wait. freezing.
2: Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I understand. I thought it was like it was bad, it was cold. Yeah, it <laughs> really was really cold. Bad. Wait, what? Um, no, I think I think they got a DVD that just froze. Got a
0: review oh. from Deborah Carter who says make dis- decent movies so anyone can watch. It was fair. Why cannot movies be decent for everyone? <laughs> okay. Um I I just got a just got a couple more here. Uh JM Cookie writes Nightmare Christmas. Um <laughs> This no, movie... that's,
1: that's the one with Jack Skellington. Yeah, I was going to say, they mean Nightmare Before Christmas? <laughs>
0: um, well, I think this one is a little bit scarier uh, from their perspective. Okay. Uh, they wrote, uh, This movie, I think, is supposed to make us reflect on the importance of a family as opposed to being a rich tycoon. Sort of like It's a Wonderful Life. In my opinion, this movie doesn't work. This movie is about a rich, successful CEO that tees off a demon or something that punishes him by switching his life to the family that he missed by becoming a rich tycoon. Uh, Jack goes to bed a happy rich tycoon and wakes up poor, married, with a nagging wife, obnoxious kids, and brain-dead friends. (laughs) The points just don't connect in this movie for me. I think that one Has to have a very imaginative focus to enjoy this or just to be bliss to not catch these irregularities.
3: uh uh-huh.
0: um, I would not recommend this movie to anyone, especially kids. Watch the original, <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life, much, much better. In my opinion, which I'm sure nobody cares, uh, that's correct, I would associate <laughs> uh, this m- movie with movies about witchcraft, like Harry Potter. Not that the story what? is totally different, but in the same category. Is er, this, are you sure this one wasn't written by a Christian? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Might be their neighbor. Um, okay, this is okay. And so they say uh, that this movie supports uh, socialist theories in the subtle suggestion that being rich and successful is evil. In addition, the movie suggests that God's angels work through evil behavior. I can't say that God does not work through evil to turn an individual back to what's right, but I can say nowhere in the Bible do angels commit criminal acts. I think. Because I disagree so strongly is why I uh, dislike this movie. Um,
1: so basically, uh, I'm sorry. Well, anyone who thinks this movie is socialist, uh, you're a dipshit. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, uh, what's so bad about being a rich tycoon? They really make it seem like it's evil, um, and they also make it seem like angels can be black. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which neither. And of also, I mean, this true. movie
1: this movie has a black man who steals all of his money and influence, and they treat him like the bad guy. Very socialist thing to do. Oh yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, basically this movie, uh, Hollywood Propaganda made by commies, uh, and I got one last review from Josh who says, um, don't let your wife make you sit through this movie.
1: Um, okay, because it's, it's a total chick flick, Just, right? I've, Yeah. Here's like We need to get married. And they okay. need to need to make me watch this movie so we can so, make this review. True. Don't let it happen. <laughs> right. I won't. You're not making me do that. Okay. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, you know, okay. Sometimes
0: fine. you're gonna clock out of your fucking hard paying job over at the f- foundry, and you're gonna come home, and your old fucking nagging. B word, W. That's me. Fucking um, haggard,
1: cunt of a uh, wife. Is like,
0: let's watch this family movie and mm-hmm. like, all you want to do. Let's watch this
1: movie together. I'm like, Jess, I just want to go to bed. Okay? Honey, I worked 14 hours
0: today. I just want to crack 1400 beers and watch fucking, uh, fucking uh, watch Spike Talkers. TV
1: back in 2008.
0: I want to watch Spike <laughs> TV video game awards because Carmen Electra is <laughs> presenting Best bust. In a Tomb Raider game And see
2: this is exactly why you should sit down And watch this movie
1: mm-hmm. Yeah You'll learn about family values And once again and this is my fucking nagging bitch wife Telling me what <laughs> to fucking do after I come home from 17 and a half hours at the fucking dick sucking factory <laughs> yeah. Making a hard living for us So we can live a fucking good life here <laughs> Yeah Oh yeah Good life, good wife With bad movie taste <laughs> <laughs> Hot
0: Anyway, don't let the broads get you down. Have a fucking good time. Watch something else. <laughs> okay. Is that all for the reviews? Yep. That's, that's
2: all <laughs> okay. I got. Yabba, yabba Dabba. Doo. All right. Well, I think we've Yabba Dabba done it for Family Man. Doo. And um, are you trying to correct me? Yabba Dabba done. <laughs> no. But um, we'll uh, be taking a short break and then we'll get back to you about the one you've all been waiting for that I know Mike has been eagerly awaiting since episode one. I got the brats on the Barbie baby. We <laughs> were talking about World Trade Center. World Trade Center. Oh yeah. And uh so stay tuned for that.
0: Bye bye. Yeah go watch this movie you fucking socialist pigs. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. E- It was really funny when um, the guy was like on his way to work on the morning of 9-11. You know, he's listening to that song that's about like the sun rising over New York City. And he says to himself, you know what? I don't like this song very much, but it's OK because on the drive home, I'll be listening to my brand new copy of Silver Side Up. <laughs>
1: well, I was saying though, there, was a, there was a guy who was going to his first day working as a lead animator at Cartoon Network, and he wasn't able to get to work because the towers were collapsing. And he went back home and created the greatest rock band of all time, My Chemical Romance.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, he was actually on his way um to create uh freaking um uh Harvey Birdman. Uh but then he 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 created d- d- Danger de- Days. I I don't I, know I, if you
1: know Jesse. He actually did have a pilot for Cartoon Network at one point. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, yeah. But he was
0: uh, scared of pilots after
1: 9/11. <laughs> <laughs> so i only do a show without a pilot. Well, at, when he, he was when he was coming back on the train back home, he was like, I'm not, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and in parentheses, I promise. Well, actually, like, as he was getting on the train, he didn't think he was going to get back home. He was like, I'm never coming home, never coming home. <laughs> but I know
0: that I can't fly a plane, <laughs> but where's my razor blade?
2: <laughs> I hope you're recording.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god, Jesus Christ. Alright. That was 9-11 folks. <laughs>
0: Wait, does that mean we're recording? <laughs> I think so.
1: <laughs> oh
2: <laughs> well, welcome back. We are here now to talk to you about World Trade Center. <laughs> We, we covered Family Man already, yes. Uh, On Twitter,
1: Nick Cage is a family man in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah he is
2: quite a family man. He's got a bigger family in this one than he did
0: in Family Man. Yeah. His, his family is actually all of New York City because he's one of our boys in blue. Mm-hmm. The NYPD is like Olive Garden. When
2: you're there, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't know. Um, um. So this movie came out in 2006. It's rated PG-13. Um,
1: wait, 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 you're going to make a fucking 9-11 movie making PG-13? Yeah. What the fuck?
2: I don't. They're trying to get all the kids in there too, you know? Kids got to revere.
0: Yeah, but they don't they, want, they don't. want the kids to see it without yeah. their parents because they need their parents to, to, to tell them how to feel about it. Which is
1: true, like I feel like children should be made to watch like the modern day sacrifice to Moloch, which is neocon politics.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, my mom took me to the theater to see The Passion of the Christ, um, which I think was rated R.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is definitely. I they did are. go with a bunch of my family to see the fucking um, Passion of the Christ. At one
1: point, here. it was literally the highest-grossing rated R movie of all time until the Joker came out. Basically,
2: oh shit! So it was directed by Oliver Stone, who we also saw just earlier uh, in a and Snowden episode with Snowden. Um, yeah, written by Andrea Burloff.
0: good Ooh. old Andrea Burloff, who also wrote Straight Outta
1: Compton.
2: I was just gonna say that. Wait, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> That's, yes, that's, sir. That's a funny
1: correlation with 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Where was Ice Cube and Dr. Dre? I not
0: where, where was DJ Young?
1: Uh, well, Dr. Dre
0: was um, assaulting his wife, uh, and I think Ice Cube uh, uh, fucked around and got a triple double.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I believe it, it was a good day. What was it? Was MC Ren? I think he was directing porn at this point, if not uh, mistaken. Yeah. Um D- he was,
0: well, it was medieval. I did
1: not know he became a porn director. Uh, no, I know one of the NWA guys literally did become a porn
0: director. No, so. yeah, it was uh, medieval porn uh, called uh, MC <gasps> Renfair. Um, so. Yep, MC Renfair. <laughs> uh, um, so this one didn't have a
2: production company, but it was produced by Moritz Boardman, Deborah Hill, Michael
1: Schamberg.
2: Yes, what in fact, sham. this
1: was the last film Deborah Hill produced before she died. Oh. And Deborah Hill um, was, I'm sure as you know, she was one of the main producers on the Halloween franchise.
2: I
0: did not know that at all. Yeah, she
1: was like literally like John Carpenter's best friend as like his main producer for like the majority of his good films.
0: Oh, wow. And where John Carpenter stands on this podcast. So if
1: if you ever, if you ever like see a Halloween retrospective, Deborah Hill is always fucking there along with like fucking Mustafa Khan and stuff like that.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, Mustafa. What
2: about
1: Muhammad Atta? Muhammad Atta is not involved in the Halloween franchise, (laughs) but he's involved in something else extremely spooky, which we should get into right now, Jess. (laughs)
2: Okay. It has a runtime of 129 minutes, had a budget of $65 million, about what Family Man did. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you know, speak. Ne- never mind. I'll, I'll get to that point in a little bit. But there's a lot of similarities between Family Man, Family Man and oh, this yeah. movie. <laughs> uh, similarities.
2: Uh, Anybody want to take a stab at the box office gross? Ooh, well, I'm going to take a what? stab
1: real quick with my uh, with my box cutter. And I'm going to say this movie made. Nine hundred and eleven million dollars. Yep. Well, let's see. Uh in 2006 a movie ticket
0: cost 650 and there's about 300 uh million patriots in this country. So if you do the math, uh uh
2: $400. Well, it's uh $163 million. Ew. So that's another
0: one in the black. And uh, people were ready to rip this wound wide open. That is yeah, 17
1: seriously. out of yeah, 44 movies. Yeah, this movie came movies. out like five years after 9 Like this shit was still burning a lot of people's Yeah, it's honestly
0: very shocking to me. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. Like I feel like this movie like would have probably been controversial as it came out like in 2016, let alone 2006. Right, yeah.
2: And Rotten Tomatoes, this got a 67% from the critics, 60% from audiences.
1: Um, it's almost 69 on the critics. They, they weren't nearly <laughs> as positive about this movie as they were family man yeah
3: family man man.
2: (laughs) but um yeah that's all i have for the overview you got some trivia for Yeah, i
0: got some trivia for the uh for you 911 heads out there well Um, it's nicholas cage why not Mm -hmm. and that's my first one um the so this was the first theatrical film to recreate the collapse of the World Trade Center towers. Jesus. Um so Wait, this is really the first one. Yeah. Um besides like some of the like Microsoft movie makers uh made Oh wait. Essay.
2: I gotta ask, did, this is off topic. What's the movie with Robert Pattinson where at the ending there's like a twist that he's in the World How'd Trade Center? Remember Me? Uh, yeah, it's mistaken. called
0: Remember Me. Um, and uh, hashtag Patton stands. Uh, I, He's actually the background on my phone. Um, <laughs> nice. And that's not a joke. Uh, I love him with all my heart. Um, well, and, and
1: that's the thing you said. This is the first movie that detailed, like, or at least I should say, like, had on, on screen the destruction of the World Trade Center, correct? Yes. So did you know uh, that uh, the last thing that ever showed 9-11 before it got destroyed was the Limp Bizkit music video for Roland. Is that true? Yes. And in fact... Wait, um, what sep- about that Ryan Adams video? <laughs> and in fact, Jess, because I know you're wrong, so I'm trying to correct you here. <laughs> the last artistic uh, showing of the Twin Towers was Roland, the Limp Bizkit music video. And in fact, Limp Bizkit won the VMA for best music video for that music video on September 10th. Oh, shit. the day before, and they got a letter from the World Trade Center thanking them for showing them in their music video on September 10th. What well, the I, fuck? I thought that
2: yeah. the Ryan Adams song, New York, because they filmed that before the You towers. know, just stop, stop being wrong. <laughs> and it came out after? No, but yeah. <laughs> just stop being wrong. Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jess, uh, Jess just wants me to point out that uh ryan adams is a serial abuser <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. um so just wants me it's to point out
1: poetry. that fred durst was not responsible for 9-11 <laughs> um well he might have you know actually if fred durst was on the plane do we know uh, that for things sure would have went a lot differently he's um, like this time i'm gonna let my jihad out <laughs> so it actually was him
0: uh, he was one of the
1: hijackers but he escaped
0: uh, some more trivia for you guys, uh, the city of New York absolutely prohibited the recreation of 9-11, uh, of the destruction or chaos. On location, so the film the filmmakers were not even allowed to film the actors looking up in the direction of where the towers
1: were.
3: What yeah. the fuck are you serious? Like, yeah, that's
0: how that's how <laughs> serious it was.
1: Um, that so is, that is some like that's kind of overkill. The, yeah, that that is I mean, some like yeah, some it, cursed like yeah. Basically, the only thing that Jesus was
0: Christ. Uh, permitted to be filmed was when the officers were driving up to the site. Everything else. Uh, that depicts the the events around the World Trade Center uh, were filmed in Los Angeles. Well, and
1: that's the thing, right? Is that New York City wouldn't allow um, the filmmakers to recreate 9/11 in New York, uh, but we were allowed to recreate uh, 9/11 times a thousand in Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh sure. yeah, yeah so.
0: <laughs> uh, basically it's well, it's all about
1: where you do it. You yeah, know? exactly.
0: Um, so and as long
1: as you're not American, it's totally fine.
0: Yeah, you can fucking you can fly a plane as low as you want, wherever you want, as long as it's not anywhere near uh New York,'
1: mm-hmm. thing, you you can you can fly a plane as low as you want as long as you drop uh drone piloted bombs over a wedding or a school bus oh, yeah. or a hospital, yeah in rural um, Balochistan or something like that.
2: Wait, wait, what if they only said like no, you can't recreate it because the filmmaker's original plan was to fly a plane into another <laughs> tower. <laughs> You can't recreate
1: it because we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, uh, I don't know if you know, you can't, recreate, like you can't it recreate it. You can't recreate
2: it for another couple of years that one Freedom Center or whatever the fuck and that, it that's is. Like you, you can't
1: recreate an idea that the president thought of originally. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> He, he had uh, to steal his, his vibe like that. Yeah, don't, don't steal George Bush's and Dick Cheney's vibe like that. So uh, actually
0: uh, George W. Bush credited uh, as one of the producers on this movie.
1: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um. <laughs> and a producer of the actual event as well, right? uh, Yeah, I think that's actually what they meant.
0: Uh, <laughs> So, uh, director Oliver Stone's first two choices to play uh, Nicolas Cage's character uh, were Mel Gibson, um, who <laughs> said no because uh, he was going to direct uh, Apocalypto instead and uh, he, he hates Jews.
3: <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
0: Um, and George Clooney, who I think would have been actually kind of interesting, uh, but definitely not Nicolas Cage.
1: No, uh, I think George Clooney would have had a pretty rough choice for this. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. it. Too pretty to be buried under all that rubble. And he also uh, just doesn't look like a dumb New York City cop with a bushy mustache. That's true.
0: So uh, apparently uh, 240 tons of material was used to recreate a fully three-dimensional ground zero uh, in Los Angeles. Um, And so I just went ahead and I converted that 240 tons of material into potato flakes. uh, So it would be um, a fuckload of potatoes. That's a lot of potatoes. (laughs)
2: Um, That is quite a lot of potatoes.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know if you know, originally, uh, when the towers fell and there was that dust, people thought it was asbestos, but it was actually potato flakes.
0: Yeah. Um and so like a lot of people were like should we not be breathing this? But then by the end they were like this is actually tastes pretty, yeah, yeah. tastes pretty good. Yeah, um, It tastes pretty good. And it kind of like dissolves on my tongue. Yeah. Um
2: it's with artificial butter too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it actually it started raining later and like potatoes
1: were fluffing up in the streets. Um <laughs> It was a, you just, you it was just, a just a had to add water time. and then just mash it around and make mashed potatoes.
0: It was a gay old time. Uh, and speaking of the dust, uh, the dust yeah, on set do. was non toxic, um, but it was still thick enough that uh, everybody was wearing filter masks, uh, which kind of reminds me of the sham demic we're living in right now. Um, and, <laughs> and that,
1: that just kind of sounds like a sh- like it's not toxic, but just don't breathe it in. <laughs> like,
0: wait, what uh, what don't frog
1: this,
2: remember? From. <laughs> Yeah, they really wanted to make this accurate and give everyone, like, lung cancer. and <laughs> give
0: everyone <with> mesothelioma? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but the d- director, Oliver Stone, did become sick due to dust inhalation uh, <laughs> on this production, so... Oh, oh, damn. Wow. Okay. Um, He's going to get cancer. And the final piece that I have is that uh, uh, this is the highest grossing uh, feature film of the 2000s about the events of September 11th um, at over $162 million worldwide. Its opening weekend gross of $18.7 million was the best of Oliver Stone's career.
1: Wow. Wow. Um, and so I just kind of sad with how prolific of a director he is.
0: Yeah, I mean he's and he's done so many huge, huge movies. Yeah, it just makes you wonder if there's a soundbite out there of him saying "9 11 is the best thing that ever happened to me." Yeah. Um, so I um, mean, he's and, a
1: liberal, so he probably would say something like.
0: That. Right. Exactly. Um. And and so before we get too into it. Um, I just want to, uh, we were going to take a moment of silence, but we're actually just going to put it in, in post. Um, so we can keep talking, Yeah. but, uh, where were you guys, uh, when you heard about
1: 911? I was in either second or third grade. I think I was in third grade. Uh, and I remember I was in like gym class in the morning and my teacher was like, Hey guys, just to let you know, uh, the plane hit the twin towers. And I was like, Oh, cool. Uh, when are we going to eat lunch? Exactly. And that's what it, ha- that's where I was, was on 9-11. <laughs> makes me hungry to think about. <laughs> and I remember I was like, I really want a big rack of ribs that will like tip over my mom's car. Hell yes. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I was um, in the second grade. I remember that. And uh, I remember like in class, suddenly we were all going to church because it was a Serbian
1: Orthodox school. Um, Any excuse to go to church, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. And they were like, why? We were like, why are we suddenly going to church on a. It was like a Tuesday. Tuesday. It? Yeah. It a Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, they were like, oh, because the something bad happened. And then one of my classmates was like, oh, yeah, I think my mom said something like that plane hit that tower. And then she's just like, yep. And then we got sent home and I fucked around and played all day because I got the day off. Hell
0: yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, Thank for... you. Mom. <laughs> not I, I did that. not get the day off. I had to go to school all day. So <laughs> uh, for me, um, I was uh, I was in my office early that morning. Um, uh kind of uh, doing some business calls and um my uh my son starts pulling on my pants leg and he's saying daddy daddy they're jumping out the windows. Oh. Uh, and I, and I said uh who's sweetie uh, who's jumping out the what windows? um and he said uh the the big building daddy they're, they're jumping out the they're jumping out the windows um and I'm like well what the fuck I'm it's uh, it's he's a kid; he's like 4 at the time um so I'm thinking He's just, you know, he saw a movie and he's just making stuff up. And then I turn on the TV and, of course, um, see Howard Stern to uh, an interview. <laughs> um, and, uh.
4: Um. Nobody asked, but. <laughs> I was in eighth grade.
0: You 9 old 11 fuck.
4: happened. What now? Uh, no, keep going. And, uh. Yeah, shit happened. Pretty much the whole day was just watching TV footage of it. And as soon as it first happened, the gym teacher at the junior high that I went to came busting out and was like, The goddamn Chinese goddess! And uh I'll never forget that.
1: <laughs> wait wait. wait. <sighs> uh,
4: are, are
1: are you serious that they literally said that?
4: Literally. That, <laughs> that is actually what happened.
3: Imagine blaming the Chinese
4: with oh, the so most good Blame this
3: boy.
4: Um... Yeah I lived in Missouri at the time Oh that that explains everybody it Everybody <laughs> was like they're gonna crash a plane into the arch next. And it was like, dude, if they crash the plane into the arch, dude, they earned that
1: hit. <laughs> yeah, i just mean, they would accidentally fly through it. Who are they it, coming for next? Right, it's
4: just like, wow, what a cool stunt by these terrorists. Where are they headed now? <laughs> it's yeah, like, uh, it's
1: like something from Star Fox 64. They gotta go through the fucking Do a roll.
0: They started installing a bunch of giant mirrors uh, around <gasps> the St. Louis arch so any oncoming planes would just see their own reflection and uh, be disoriented. Yeah, <laughs> and they crash into the That's glass so well. like
1: a, uh, that scene from all the movies, but it's with a plane instead. (laughs) Yeah. Uh so I should mention I do remember,
4: Fox.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I I think I gave the wrong memory. On that day actually I was I was also working in my office and then all of a sudden this fucking plane comes (laughs) barging in. (laughs) I'm
0: like, what the fuck? You're not (laughs) supposed this is a no-fly zone, first of all. Yeah. Like, you can't park your plane here.
1: <laughs> I was actually on the, the top of the observation tower taking pictures of my family with my man. Oh, yeah. And I, was, I saw a plane coming. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? There should be planes in New York City. And then I don't remember what happened after that. Oh, yeah. And what? then, like, Don Cheadle came and was like, I'll give you a glimpse of what you've done if
2: you spent time with your family did it <laughs> instead of working. And-
0: <laughs> So, yeah, I'm glad we could all share this moment, and we'll uh, insert that moment of silence in hmm. uh, so we don't have to do that IRL, because that's fucking... So that's the thing, yeah, that I don't know if you stupid. know, but
1: uh, of course, as we all know, the uh, uh, Nickelback's breakthrough album in America's Silver Side Up, came up uh, on 9-11, and they actually predicted the title for that by the fact that even though jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, it also doesn't melt silver, so there's a silver side up, uh. silver lining to that.
0: The yeah, and I mean, talk about a silver lining to nine hundred and eleven instead of mm-hmm. having a you know, a good C D to cry to that day.
1: And frankly if it wasn't for nine eleven, we wouldn't have this illustrious film.
0: Yeah. And we wouldn't have Hot. Michael romance. It's true. Yeah, so.
1: we wouldn't have heightened security. Yeah, we wouldn't have that a that mass surveillance <laughs> state. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for this, uh fucking... and we wouldn't have Snowden even. <laughs> That's true. And if if Snowden would have for... just banged his stripper girlfriend working his boring NSA job. Yeah. Where nothing ever happened, and he would have been totally fine with it. Because surveillance probably wouldn't have happened.
0: <laughs> I think the the worst result of nine eleven, including the the casualties, is just the fact that you can no longer just run up to somebody's gate and say, "I haven't seen you in thirteen years. <laughs> uh, let's fuck." Yes, absolutely. Um, so it's a lot harder to rekindle lost love now because of these fucking uh, terrorisms so it's a real shame it's real travesty yeah.
2: <laughs> is that all you got for trivia then yeah oh and well there's one more piece of trivia and
0: it's that um my i have an uncle his name is uh al-qaeda
1: so <laughs> mm. weird al-qaeda <laughs> <laughs> um well okay um, we need to make weird Al-Qaeda a thing, by the way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Featuring Rude Boy Giuliani. Yeah, featuring Rude Boy <laughs> you know, Pussy weird Giuliani. Al-Qaeda. We got
1: Weird Al-Qaeda. <laughs> and Rude Boy Giuliani. Um,
3: Alright. Um,
1: I mean, to be fair Talking about rude boy Giuliani, I mean, he was res- partially responsible for, like, 9-11, if you think about it,
0: because mm-hmm. he was a mayor.
1: Oh, that's he true. coordinated the attack with George W. Bush and I Dick Cheney, have, allegedly in Minecraft.
0: And speaking of weird Al-Qaeda, he actually, um, out of respect, didn't wear Hawaiian shirts for uh, three months after
3: 9-11.
0: So. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yeah, he, he had to get a whole new wardrobe. So
2: moving on to a plot summary here. Um, Cage has a wife and four kids, and he's a cop, a
0: sergeant, in New York City. Um, and nobody can see what we're all saluting
1: I also, uh, I also love that scene Where he's checking on his children Before he goes to work And I I want like I think he's thinking like You know what I didn't beat you last night I didn't beat you last night <laughs> You know Damn and, I'm not living up to the 40% <laughs> He doesn't e
0: He didn't even normally uh, They don't talk about this in the movie But uh, the actual person Didn't even normally uh, Watch his kids sleep in the morning But he just felt Something was off that day
3: Yeah
1: He he realized that the uh, the black eyes weren't nearly prominent enough, so I feel like he just didn't do a good enough job. (laughs) I did take note here because I thought it would be relevant
2: given that it was John Goodman who was a train car ticket checker, but... uh... No, that was just a
1: brief. Just a random John Goodman uh, cameo. Yeah, John Goodman's just in this movie for about two seconds. (laughs) It cost him a million dollars to do that, but you know what? He was in it for two seconds. Well, I mean, he's a big fan of 9-11,
0: so they just wanted to pay homage to him. Yeah, Uh, at least
2: I guess I didn't look very closely. I didn't see if it was him, but it was definitely his voice. Um, Unless someone deadass has the same voice as John Goodman. Um, So Michael Pena is a rookie on the police department. Uh, also working there in NYC. And it is September 11th, 2001. We also see like Shane from The Walking Dead. He's on a ferry. He's
0: also a cop. This is his film debut.
1: And Mm -hmm. you also see, um, I think it's Paxton from Hostel, the one survivor who plays a cop in this movie as well.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Mm -hmm. very, very famous character actor, Jay Hernandez. Jay Hernandez.
2: Hostel. I don't remember most of Hostel. You fucking cunt. I (laughs) don't remember
0: Hostel. The best uh, movie ever. I mean, talk I about Eli Roth. Like, I've oh, torture. A lot of, yeah. Speaking of Eli Roth, uh, <laughs> whose uh movies have caused a lot of suppressed memories for me. And to be uh,
1: fair, speaking of torture porn, let's talk about a movie about nine eleven. <laughs> hey.
0: So they're out
2: doing normal cop shit. Pennya, for instance, is kicking homeless men out of where they sleep.
1: Um Yeah, and Nick Cage is like gonna harass somebody if I'm not mistaken. And like shoot uh, a dog in the head. Yeah. Being a real dick at the by the way, the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. What a fucking lame ass cop title!
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, you mean badass freaking Port Authority? Mm-hmm. You poor the Port Authority. I'm authority over here. Yeah. Ew. Hey, I'm a Port Authority cop over here. Hey, what about I'm a freaky? Starboard Authority? <laughs> and as they're harassing homeless people and uh oh, yeah. trying to give directions to uh like Chinese tourists, mm. they see. The plane, a, Zip plane.
2: a plane crashes into Tower One. Emergency vehicles begin scrambling. And unfortunately, to that is the
1: last on-screen appearance in this movie of Muhammad Atta. Mm-hmm. By the oh, <laughs> rest in peace. Peace be upon him. <laughs>
2: May peace be upon him. Uh, is he's actually still alive. Did a great that thing traffic? that day. Yeah. Um, but uh, cops commandeer a bus and like start heading over there to the towers. Uh, on the bus, they're hearing reports that Tower Two is hit, but like a bunch of them don't believe it. They're like, nah, it's just the smoke. That's from the smoke Tower from One. Tower One, nobody.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, that, that is cops uh, to not listen to knowledge and just go barrel first into something about ready to shoot somebody. Yeah. So, you know,
0: that that's kind of what cops normally do. They're basically like, who could uh, do two oopsies in a row
1: if it wasn't us? Mm-hmm. It's almost like cops are kind of reactionary figures, if you know. Uh-huh. They
3: just
1: almost. sort of react to everything, they react to things. <laughs> <laughs> we hacked everything.
2: So the cops are kind of standing around staring, not knowing what to do. All these Port Authority cops. Papers are flying everywhere. People are jumping out of the buildings.
1: Oh, and I, I did I did miss totally one thing here uh, in the like there's like a shadow of the plane about to hit the tower. The last thing before it cuts to them getting on the bus is a Zoolander poster. oh fuck yeah (laughs) and I was like I cried laughing because I just imagine like the guys are not like yo I can't wait to see Zoolander it's a funny wait what's that (laughs) (laughs) what movies would be being advertised at the
3: time he's
1: like you know what? I can't wait to see Fred Durst in this movie
0: would be really funny if there was just, like, a giant TV playing the uh, original trailer for Spider-Man with the towers in it before they had well, to edit it? But uh, Cage
2: looks for volunteers who evacuate the tower, and no cops really step forward until, like, Peña does, and also... Yeah, it's weird that all these dude. cops
1: are kind of cowards.
0: Yeah,
2: but, yeah. Uh, it's, it's
1: it's so abnormal. And like I said, uh, I think uh, Jay Hernandez comes up and fucking uh, Shane yeah. from The Walking Dead and...
2: Yeah, so oh, like, Shane from The Walking Dead shows up later But then also disappears again
1: So oh, I, I don't right, know right, what the right. fuck goes I think, on I, I think he gets owned in a
0: separate 9-11 incident. Yeah, he had to leave 9-11 to film uh, Netflix's Punisher Yeah, I, <laughs> think, I
1: think he actually left to uh, go uh, fuck Rick Grimes' wife <laughs> I gotta cut my freaking partner
0: <laughs> It's funny because he's a cop in The Walking Dead and a cop in this Yeah uh, And he has extreme uh, fucking your wife energy so. <laughs> He really
1: does People
0: are still skeptical
2: that Tower 2 was hit uh, while they're like going in there, running around getting supplies like breathing masks and stuff to start yeah. go evacuating people from the tower. What are the chances? And uh, then like Shane is bleeding from the face and he walks up and he's like, hey, I'm going to join you and run in there. And then we don't really see him again at all for the rest of the movie. I think after that, I um, I
0: think he's honest... owned
1: by the towers collapsing. Oh, thinking. OK. That must have yeah. been what happened.
0: Yeah. The rubble is falling in. He's like, I'm walking over here.
1: I'm walking over here.
0: The yeah. tower one is
2: collapsing and Cage and the team who are in like building five or somewhere, I don't fucking know.
1: I think they're literally under building two if I'm not mistaken.
2: But they're caught in the building as suddenly the rubble is crushing the ceiling down and they're stuck. Uh, and by the way, I love that he's like they do a
1: slow motion. It's
3: like Elevator
0: Hearing Nicolas Cage in slow motion uh, really reminds you that this is uh, not an actual person, but Nicolas Cage.
1: (laughs) And to be fair, I mean, you know, talk about Nicolas Cage uh, in this movie. His mustache is fucking banging in this movie. It's a bomb ass cop mustache. His
0: mustache is actually ironically played by Steve Buscemi, who uh, was a volunteer uh, firefighter in 9-11. That's true.
2: So, So they're stuck and unable to move.
1: And, uh, Hernandez. Yeah, Jay Hernandez, yeah. Jay Hernandez, yeah. He's, I believe uh, his tr- last name is, once again, stereotypical cop. His last name is Pazulo or some shit like that.
2: Was I thought it was Rodriguez. No, it
1: was Pazulo. Oh, okay. But, but uh... Not so.
0: Sorry. <laughs>
2: Uh, so he's he's free. He's trying to free Cage and Pena who are completely trapped under rubble. Like Penya's legs are stuck. Cage is all sorts of stuck.
1: Yeah. He's like just um, like his head is able to move like two micrometers. And oh, yeah. like
0: he's fucking squished. Yeah. and Michael Pena is like on fire at some, well, one point. Oh, yeah. Well, not on fire, but getting uh
1: getting a lot of. Uh... Yeah, it's like fucking like, yeah, like pieces of like flame, like, you know, flame covered like fucking metal or scrap coming at his head and shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they're like,
1: my wife always hated fire.
3: <laughs>
2: But, yeah, Jay Hernandez is unable to free them, and then more rubble collapses, and it crushes him, and he's like, I'm dying. And he, um, for some reason, pulls out his gun and shoots into the air. I think it's supposed to be a signal. No, it's anybody. supposed to be a
1: warning shot. That, that's what it said in the Wikipedia article I read about. Because uh, uh, most yeah. of the things that happened in this movie were, like, pretty dead on to what happened in real life. Yeah, and Dominic much... Pizzullo, literally, he shot one bullet in the air as a warning sh- signal, and he just immediately died.
2: Yeah, he, yeah. in the movie, he died yeah right there after that which confused the hell out of me because he like holds the gun up after talking about i'm dying and shoots into the air and falls over dead and i was like was he supposed to
1: like shoot himself no no that, that was literally what happened in real life though it was just a warning huh. shot yeah they were trying to
0: get the attention of and uh, like any responders that were not buried beneath the rubble yeah
1: uh, if he did a day fucking later it would have had an impact but of course he was yeah. a fucking idiot in reactionary shit, exactly. And he's like, you know what? I'm, and that's the thing. He saw darkness. He's like, oh, the things are black. I need to shoot. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and that was his last dying thing. I know.
3: Yeah,
0: he's uh, um, I d- he's actually, uh, if you look, um, he's like, oh, hip hop style terrorism. Boom. The, the final <sighs> words that he did say, according to the survivors, were, uh, "Stop resisting." Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. that's true. So, um. Then suddenly, cut to Sheboygan, Wisconsin, where there's a
2: bunch of cops sitting in a diner goes, watching the news. Those bastards! Yeah, that's what?
1: it. <laughs> and I think it was like the only location that actually showed up in like a title underneath it. If oh I'm no, not mistaken. they also
2: showed. Uh, Hall's family in New Jersey and... Oh,
1: I I mean, like, not related to New York City, necessarily. Oh, yeah, not related Like, to they, New they York show State. footage from, like, all around the world, from, like, the Middle East to Africa, but then they show Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and yeah, I'm like, like, wait, wait, what? I, I audibly laughed when I saw that. Yeah, that Hey, was, how about them freaking uh, backers uh, over here? Uh, yeah. uh, I sorry. don't know. Is
0: that Wisconsin or New York? I don't know.
1: <laughs> that wasn't really Wisconsin, if you ask that me. Was, that right. was New York. That, was, uh, that is, that is n- the, the sound of nobody who's ever lived in Sheboygan. <laughs> hey,
4: I'm freaking... Uh, hey, I moved to Hey, I'm from Chicago. Well, how about them Packers?
0: I'm a freak. Oi, how about them mitts? Mm -hmm. (laughs) How about them mitts? Yeah, (laughs) the the, the Wisconsin people had New York accents, and the New York people had
1: Wisconsin. (laughs) If Nick Cage could, if Nick Cage did a Wisconsin accent in this movie, this movie would be the best movie of all time. Hell yeah, that would be fucking good.
2: But um, hot fire. I don't. Fuck the Midwest. You want the Middle West? That cut there to Sheboygan, Wisconsin, which lasts all of like ten seconds. It's I think it was brutal. ten I seconds. It was like
1: four seconds. It it's like barely last shit. It was. Deeply confused
2: for the rest of the movie as to why that was there. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like literally. Don't like, worry,
1: it will return. But but, but, wh- for- but why Sheboygan specifically? Like that was, and to be fair, that does become relevant as well. Also, but like Sheboygan of all places, this is a weird town to reference.
0: And also the the thing that happens later involving Sheboygan would make absolutely no sense if it wasn't for this four second clip. Yeah, uh, that they probably were like, "Oh fuck, we should, we need to bridge the gap here." Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if
1: you know the, the entire film crew literally went to Sheboygan for that 10 second shot. <laughs> took them, a, it was a big part of their budget. They uh, actually flew a plane
0: a, into uh, the taking a page out of Cage's she, book. Of
1: unnecessary preparation. Yeah, they they actually uh, took a plane and they threw it, flew it right into the, the Blue Harbor Hotel. Uh,
0: yeah, the Blue Harbor Hotel, and of course, um, the uh Sheboygan uh, uh South High School. That, okay, uh, that, that the famous high school from Sheboygan. You
2: know, <laughs> Sheboygan has been dubbed by the surf crowd as the Malibu of the Midwest. Oh yeah.
1: By uh by
2: Spicoli by who? Well, I don't know. It's a freshwater haven, an outdoor lover's playground, and a fisherman's sunrise glory. Join there's, us like, for I mean, a vacation, vacation, staycation, relaxationcation, which I believe would just be a vacation. Nication. Mm. Or a pampering girl's getaway. We've got plenty of spas and great wine selection too. I'm on the visit Sheboygan website. Yeah, there's, also, there's
0: also a scene in a uh, Family Man, uh, Family Man, where um, Nicolas Cage, uh, his wife is uh, pregnant, and he's like, "Well, what, what are we going to have?" And she says, uh, "Sheboygan. Like,
1: it's Sheboygan." I don't Can know it, if you know, on? but hey. the, there's a type of vacation God. where like you just it. watch a like Cage it. movies. It's called That's a Nication.
0: Nick-cation. cation <laughs> California Nick cation
1: Um, California- so
2: Nick-ache. after that brief cut to Sheboygan, uh, it then cuts to New Jersey where Maggie Gyllenhaal is pregnant and panicking because her husband is Pena. And, and he's, her husband's
0: Pena is what fucking got her in this situation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but these, uh, I, I do have to say it keeps cutting to like, also all around and showing like people's wives and like for the majority of the first bits where it shows them repeatedly,
1: I don't know who these people are related to. Yeah, yeah. You know? no, you know. <laughs> they're just like it was like some random family in New Jersey, yeah. like who big fucking dip. Or they they expect you to know
0: these guys' names already because they're just like, oh, wasn't freaking Jack in there? <laughs> You're know, like, oh, wait,
1: is that the Nicolas Cage one?
0: That, yeah. Are they talking about the yeah. Nicolas Cage one?
1: Yeah. And like a kid's like, oh, I don't know where my dad is. I can't wait to like celebrate my birthday. Yeah, fucking little shit.
0: Oh, what about my birthday?
2: Fucking doesn't he know there's a goddamn national tragedy going People on? Right died. Now? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. Is
1: like, you know what? You made my birthday last year a national treasure, Dad, and now you're making a national tragedy. <laughs>
0: It'd be funny
2: if you I know got... straight up. Wait. One year before this movie, National Treasure came out, so that's good. Wait, National <laughs> Treasure came out in the year 2000? No, 2005. Uh, this
1: movie came out in 2006. Oh, the movie, yes. So I thought you were talking about the event of 9-11. It'd
0: be funny yeah. if there was a family like having an uncharacteristically early birthday party for the kid, and like as soon as he blows out his candles, the plane goes through the tower.
1: <laughs> that has like, objectively happened. He's like, oh, fuck, what
0: did you wish for?
1: Uh, and then they get rid of the kid. So uh, then, like a fireball
2: sweeps through and burns Nicolas Cage and Michael Peña a bit. Um, basically,
1: I'm gonna summarize a lot of the plot for you right here. Well, <laughs> though, there's also in, in that scene the gun from before that fired that one shot goes off. Oh yeah, it just starts shooting repeatedly. Yes, bang, because, bang, bang, because bang. Thing, a, a cop gun. Still knows when there's black and Dark dark. <laughs> yeah. So knows that there's it has to shoot. <laughs> it must shoot. They they understand the that something. Down, something was resisting, will... and it was of course them because they were squished. But they mm. were resisting arrest. Um, and it's by like the, the way, that was that was also based apparently on a true story. Like the heat around like the actual like flames that were going on like caused like the gunpowder like to start shooting off and shit. Yeah, so that was based off a real thing. I too, should apparently.
2: throw some bullets in a
1: bonfire. Just That'd see what cool. happens. Like, 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 yeah, like kind of like throwing uh bullets in a campfire and sometimes you uh, throw macaroni in a pot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you like make money out of this or something like
3: that. <laughs> Hell yeah.
2: A lot of this movie, just the majority of this movie is going to be like Cage and Michael Pena laying there just talking about like, don't fall
1: asleep. Yeah. You'll die. I think we're dying of internal bleeding. Which, was, and by then- the way, that, that is a line that I said like was saying to myself because I'm like, I got to review this movie. Yeah, yeah, gotta review like, this fucking <laughs> movie. Then
2: it'll cut to their, their wives doing things. And they're like, where are they? I don't know. I'm worried. They're crying. Then it'll cut back to them and more rubbles falling on them. And they're like, Oh no. And then, and they're, they'll flash back to like memories of their happy lives with their families, and then repeat. There is that a funny. Just keeps happening there is a for funny Nick hour. Cage
1: freak out when they're trapped though. And Michael Pena is like, "Please talk to me. Please talk to me." He goes, "Ah, ah, ah!" He goes, "I can't. There's so much as I can do because I can't fucking talk because I'm stuck." Yeah, which is an amazing Nick Cage freak out. That was and, good.
0: Uh, I think he's saying uh, like, "We fuck, now. We
1: fuck uh, now." Uh fucking. He goes, "Ah, ah!" He's about to goddamn terrorists. Like, I can't wait. Killing
0: to get- me will bring back. God your goddamn sovereignty <laughs> like, yeah. i can't get wait wait to get out of here and kick the ass of sam fucking <clears throat> back
3: and, yeah.
2: and one other thing that happens in the meanwhile of all of this screaming and like wives crying and things like that there is a man who's at work watching the news and he just goes i don't know if y'all know yet but this country's at war and he walks out and just goes to a church and we find out there at that church he's a former marine so this uh former marine guy like goes to ground zero and like we see that the the first responders there are all like we're calling off the search, it's getting dark, like uh we're not finding anything. You know what, guys, but we're not like, finding
1: anything. It's getting dark. Let's just go home. Yeah. I'm mm. bored. I'm tired. My mom says I have to be home before the street lights come on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah my wife told me I need to come home before the street light turn on so I can beat her. <laughs> yeah, my my fucking old
0: ball and chain's gonna make me watch Family Man tonight. <laughs> But, um,
2: <laughs> so the, that marine guy meets up with another marine guy who is also I don't think and actually his, his name is marine
1: rod I believe
2: marine rod yep and they start w- looking through the rubble and in the middle of the night are you talking about
0: Michael Shannon my yeah Michael Shannon early Michael Shannon appearance mm-hmm. good looking fella
1: well I was gonna say this was Michael Shannon was an eight mile right yeah. I think so. I think he was the guy who was fucking Eminem's mom.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that in a very long time. But I think.
1: Yes. You're he, yep, right. he was right. He was the guy who fucking Eminem's mom. Yeah. Who was like his age, so he was like 20 years younger. Right, so, which is I mean, a little on. strange, bro. And
2: uh, one thing I do have to mention is while they're digging through the rubble and looking around, Michael Peña has a dream with like a Jesus that's like hyper saturated and like holding a bottle of water, holding a bottle
1: of water. And I got to say, when I first saw that, I laughed out loud. That
0: was uh, kind of ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, But by
1: the way, that was apparently also based on real life because the guy, Michael Peña's character said he saw like God in a dream, telling him that he would come back home alive. Oh, that's fine. I just think they didn't really have to show that in the movie. It was was, was really. really really unnecessary it, it, and it's especially kind of like, like that scene does not really show up in a oliver stone movie that's a right. very strange scene for oliver stone And that, that was
0: the first thing i thought was that if like this movie is
1: directed by mel gibson that would make a lot more sense for sure it doesn't seem like an oliver stone move no it's weird this movie is very uncharacteristic of oliver stone
2: yeah so pretty soon after the marines find penny and cage they make some phone calls the wives of penny and cage are informed who like Maggie Gyllenhaal and the other actress. I don't remember her name, um, she blonde lady. Jake yeah. Blonde lady. Michael Pena gets rescued first and his leg is trapped. And he says like, just cut off my leg so you can get to cage quickly. He's going to die. And they're like, no, I'm not cutting your fucking leg off. Then you'll just die too. And he's
0: you know, like, no, there's no limb left behind,
2: <laughs> but they refuse. And they manage to get Pena free, then return for cage. Uh, Penny is rushed to the hospital and Maggie Hall and Michael Pena have a very tearful reunion as Pena is taken to the OR and he's like, name my daughter Olivia. Do it. And she's like, I was going to name it Alyssa because that's what you want. And he's like, no, no, Olivia. And then, yeah, then Cage is being rescued. Uh, he struggles to remain conscious because he's dying. Cage is in real bad shape. And he hallucinates talking to his wife about how he let her down because he's gonna die trapped, and she's like, "You still gotta fix the fucking kitchen, like <laughs> you uh, can't
1: die. You gotta unclog the toilet." She literally literally does say <laughs> like, you know, the yeah, kitchen. she literally nags him to live.
3: And then, then he like, "Get off your ass!" Into
1: the light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "You know what? My fucking dumb bitch wife I might as well die." Uh and I don't know if you're you're getting to this, but there's also a scene where um uh, a woman is talking to Nick Cage's wife about how she, like she lost somebody at 9/11. Viola Davis. Yeah, Viola Davis, future Emmy winner, Viola Davis in one of her early roles. Yeah. And she's fantastic in that. Yeah, isn't role. she
0: an Oscar winner also?
1: Uh, yes, she is also but an I Oscar winner. I think line. her
0: and Cage were the the Oscar winners in this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah, Viola Davis was in this movie for like a minute. And she yeah. still has like the best performance in this movie. <laughs> yeah, she, uh,
0: her, she says her son was like an elevator operator in one of the towers, and uh, then you cry said that's
1: the thing I, I also unfortunately had family that died in 9-11 um and their main contribution to it is uh, uh they brought box cutter to work that day and <laughs> it's like your grandpa that died at auschwitz yeah who's <laughs> manning the towers
0: yeah <laughs> it's uh, actually yeah. thanks to your yes. uncle that i can't um bring
1: a nail clippers when i go to the Bahamas. Right. I know, it kind of sucked.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, he tried to be it's cool, and it just didn't turn out that way.
0: Like, I know a lot of people died that day, but also I'd like to, like, you know, trim up my
1: cuticles a little bit yeah. when I go on vacation. <laughs> and that's thing. like, like yeah, I mean, the Muhammad Atta and, you know, Jerry, the like, Gian Zara are cool as fuck, but I also don't want to have to take off my fucking shoes before I get on the fucking plane. Yeah. yeah. Disgusting.
3: Yeah, I don't like And then it.
0: you
1: have to retie them. And it's like, what am I, traveling or frickin'
0: getting ready for work over here? Yeah, what, what in the fuck? So, Cage
2: manages to stay awake through the will he got through his hallucinated wife, and he's rescued finally just near dawn, and he's barely alive. He's taken to the hospital, and he says to his wife, like, You kept me alive. Then cut back. We see a sign that says, Wisconsin cops love New York. Apparently, the Sheboygan cops came all the way out here to assist, and they're making brats. They're yeah, <laughs> like, making
0: fucking You want to
2: come here to
1: help? You like brats? And I was like, oh my Some god. Some of the best in the world over here. And by the way, unfortunately, uh, it was not Giad Zara. It was Ziad Jara. So I just confused yeah. the letters there, <laughs> which is spoonerism. the alias that I will use one day when I you want don't enter The best
0: brat you'll get in the whole world.
3: That's a guarantee you can take the bank, mister. Yeah, sure.
1: My brat. (laughs) <laughs> a yeah, I literally was. And so here's the thing uh, listeners may uh, may not know from the other side of the world and places like, uh, I don't know, Indonesia, who might listen to our show. Sheboygan is literally like the biggest sausage producer in the country, basically. Mm-hmm. They got Johnsonville. They got a Clements there. They got old Wisconsin. Yeah. Big sausage factory. Over
0: and there. It, it might seem a little weird that they're like at the scene of this tragedy, like grilling up brats. But actually, um, in Sheboygan, they uh, in their holsters, they instead of a gun, they have uh, brats. <laughs> they have a brat. Well, you know, it's really
2: funny. Uh, it's actually a Wisconsin tradition that carried over from Sheboygan that in yeah. the face of tragedy, we make
1: brats. I was going yeah. uh, to say, I love murder people. but I love the fact that even during a national tragedy, like the Ubermenschian fucking Wisconsin cops are like, yeah, that's fine, but like you also want a brat. <laughs> the best freaking brat in the world. <laughs> it's just in- amazing. That whole scene, like when he brought up the brat specifically, I cried laughing for like yeah, a man. minute. That I was, was like – I was like, they really didn't just fucking do that in this movie.
0: There was was a few moments where I legitimately laughed out loud, including one uh, coming up. Um, But yeah, (laughs) yeah. just very weird. It would have been better if, like, he's like, uh, he offers a brat to the guy, and the guy's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna offer you a New York slice." (laughs) Yeah. And then they And then they
2: a cop from Philly food. shows up and he's like, and I'm going to give you a cheesesteak.
1: And then they been really funny. He's like, you know what would have been great <laughs> if you would have mixed them all together? Whoa. And then the Reese's it's Peanut like, Butter yeah. Cup CEO was like,
0: <laughs> hey, you're stealing my idea.
1: Yeah, then it was like, you put your pizza in my broth. you put the Philly cheesesteak in the broth. You know? like.
2: And then, But you know what they won't have? french fries yeah. Yeah. i mean they don't know
1: that yet but that's super unpatriotic yeah no. <laughs> well french onion soup more like freedom onions <laughs> hell yeah
0: french toast more like cinnamon pussy
1: so uh yeah french <laughs> is mustard more like freedom mustard freedoms um so we see the marine man again yeah marine todd right yeah
2: marine todd yeah and he yeah. says <laughs> there uh He's saying they're going to need some good men out there to avenge this. And he's just hungry to go out and commit some war crimes in the name of uh, American imperialism.
1: By the way, once again, one of the least emblematic Oliver Stone things. Yeah, seriously. That wasn't supposed to be a condemnation of anything. It was like, yeah, we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Like Oliver Stone, man, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah,
2: I have no fucking idea. I guess he got caught up in the wave of patriotism that took over. But this movie came out
1: in 2006. Like most liberals understood that Iraq was a mistake in 2006. That's true. Like, there's no excuse for this bullshit. Like, maybe in 2002, maybe. But, like, 2006, lib- most liberals knew fucking better than
0: that. Yeah, but when you think about it, these people are uh, dying for our country. Which and, is true. Uh, and uh, um, when they uh, kill the uh, kids, it's funny. Well,
1: last thing I don't know if you know, but, uh, like, this country is kind of run on opiates. So there's a reason why we had to invade yeah, Afghanistan. Yeah, we had to get that fucking opium. you had to get that poppy seed. mm And we be fair, without poppy scene, unfortunately, the best musician of the 2010s, poppy wouldn't exist. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Uh,
2: Two years later, cut ahead, uh, Penny and Cage are having a barbecue to thank everyone who helped them. And we hear a monologue from Cage about how 9-11 showed that people could take care of each other for no other reason then it was the right thing to do. And uh, also
1: they showed a a, a, a like, ski, like you know, blink and you miss a cameo of the two guys who are actually stuck under the World Trade Center. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shaking the a... hands of Michael Pena and Nick Cage. This oh, yeah, is cause... where
0: I started laughing uh, because uh, they, they, you know, they they pan in on this barbecue and uh, Nicolas Cage's character has got this really bad gimp walk mm-hmm. and he's like fucking limping all the way over <laughs> to all these people that are clapping for him and it's, uh, it's really funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little
1: awkward, I will admit. Yeah. It's a little...
2: Word. Wait, so then on the screen appears some text with, like, death stats... Um, yeah. and the real officers who this movie was based on were apparently the 18th and 19th respectively rescued out of 20
1: people rescued total I'd like to the know record. the last person I got rescued because I tried looking up online and I could not find yeah it was, it was you yes in fact okay. that show Rescue Me was about you uh,
0: it's actually the guy that was filming them laying there beneath the rubble
1: <laughs> But I, I tried finding more research on the people who did survive and the only thing I could find were these two guys I couldn't find the other 18 people yeah,
0: yeah. so I would have loved probably because they
1: wrote a that. book about it yeah.
0: you know? yes and I mean the other um, survivors i don't really care about and
1: also uh they can in, fuck off. and that's your
0: synopsis right
2: oh uh you, yeah also they're retired now and live with their families but that's that's all i got for the plot summary so
1: so in that death stat i think kind of showed the ultimate folly with this movie is that they showed that roughly like 37 cops died on 9-11 mm-hmm. but they forgot about the 350 firefighters yeah like what the fuck i feel like a movie that would have detailed the like the firefighters like issues would have been far more interesting. Well, I feel like focusing a movie on these two guys was a bad idea. Cause their story's fucking boring. They set out the vast boring. majority of nine 11.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's uh,
2: literally just like nine 11 started and they're like, all right, let's get our gear. And then and they just bam. get fucking owned
0: immediately. And they miss all of it.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, like, in such the lame bullshit. of the
0: filmmakers, uh, I, why do they need firefighters? It, there wasn't a fire. It was a freaking building got hit by a plane. Yeah. Which is
1: true. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is that, of course, you know, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, so there was no fire. It just collapsed. Right. It was an implosion by a George W. Bush in <laughs> the Mossad. So basically they were like, um, uh, they
0: called the fire department and they're like, okay, where's the fire? And they're like, well, it's not technically a fire. And they're like, okay, call fucking right. cops then.
1: And you know, he's uh, like, you know what? We didn't start the fire, okay? It was always <laughs> burning. <laughs> But but no, in all seriousness, though, like, pointing a movie about two guys that just get fucking, like, put out of commission for the entire fucking event is a dumb idea for a fucking movie. It doesn't make any sense. It's boring shit. It is really strange choice. So y- y-
2: I was kind of expecting it to be like a disaster movie type thing. You and know? that's the thing is that it, in, it, but...
1: in real life, the very first people to the quote unquote, the first responders were the firefighters who mm. no joke responded to the, the towers getting hit in 11 seconds. That is the official fucking response time of the New York City Fire Department. Suspiciously
0: and, fast, almost like they knew. Something. Well, that's the <laughs> thing. It's, called, it's
1: freaky fast. They also used to work for Jimmy John's. Um, <laughs> but, but that's the thing, though, is that like, like almost 350 firefighters died on 9-11. That's a way more interesting fucking story. That's a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. That's a major battle's worth of people dying. It's insane that they didn't cover that over just two guys who just get put out of commission immediately. Like, what were the fuck were they thinking making this a movie? Yeah, This shit's boring. Strange. It is. I will say,
2: I think the first, like, 20 or 30 minutes of this movie are pretty good. I mean, they're interesting to watch, at least. No,
1: I, I will admit, I think every single bit of the movie, until they get trapped under yeah. the fucking towers, is good. Yeah, it's and a, they and in tra- fact, the, the actual showing of... I mean, they're artistic... You know, uh, you know, reenactment because, of course, they couldn't actually reenact the twin towers because you know, you can't build the twin towers that fucking fast. <laughs> you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, the twin towers weren't built in a day, right? Yeah, I mean, frickin' uh, Rome was built in two days, but so. that, that shit was <laughs> genuinely kind of disturbing because they did show like people jumping out of the windows and shit and like you know, papers flying everywhere. Cause, yeah, I mean, because most people don't talk about that, but a shit ton of people jumped out of the fucking building.
0: Yeah, um, and at, at first it seemed like they were kind of uh going a little bit light on like showing you know, the actual footage of the building burning and then uh
1: all of a sudden uh it turns out i was wrong about that yeah Yeah. they really they did show a lot i i do think though that it was it was still tame in a lot of ways like they didn't show of course the planes actually hitting the buildings right yeah um i don't know i don't think they could have gotten away with that in 2006 to be honest so that was probably good for them to like not try it um but no i i do think that 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 stuff was genuinely really good but then after that it just was a fucking bore
2: yeah and honestly it's so poorly paced even too. it even really with is very them poorly there paced. and like the rubble falling and stuff like that you could make it interesting but anytime there's any sort of build of tension or something it cuts away to like a, a flashback that's pointless like yeah. I don't need to see like you know the day that cage found out his wife was pregnant with their you know their fourth kid like what what bearing did that have on this story no yeah. of, of yeah. all the movies
0: where you really don't need any extra sympathy for these people uh, it's just just seems totally unnecessary yeah, yeah. To, to show these people's,
1: like... <laughs> and and by the way, that's the thing you really need backstory. of is show more sympathy. Our uh, first responders on 9-11 who are being horrifically, like who are probably going to die unless they're found in two minutes. Those are people who need more sympathy, by the way. And, yeah. And more character development to like make them be seen as sympathetic characters. No, just complete fucking waste. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, like I said, I do not understand why they made a movie about these two characters. And you know, to be fair in real life, I'm sure these guys are probably nice guys. I don't want to watch a fucking movie about it though. Yeah. They Shit's walk stupid. funny. Let's make a movie yeah. about that. It's, I mean, by the way, they were the original inspiration for the ministry of silly walks. <laughs> oh. So, um, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Walk. I didn't hate this movie. But I did think it was just mostly boring and kinda of pointless. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And yeah, I will say, like, I, I it wasn't just horrible. Uh nothing really happens. Like men are trapped, spouses cry, rubble falls, there's a flashback. Repeat. And it kind of reminded me almost of USS Indianapolis uh, Men of Courage and how basically every scene is the same scene, but just slightly different and nothing is happening.
0: Yeah. And and really, the only difference is that in that movie, they say, I'm floating here. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, whereas here they say I'm walking here.
0: Exactly, I'm flying here. Uh, and watching this movie actually made me wonder uh, what happens in 127 hours because yeah. I have no idea. I've never seen it. I haven't. Either. I don't know what could possibly happen to make that captivating. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, that one
2: was nominated for like best picture, wasn't it? So yeah, it's got to be at least a little more interesting than this. But I was I went into this expecting to be annoyed by like jingoism and patriotism, and, and there like, definitely
1: the, was some of that, especially from Marine Todd. There, there was <laughs> from sure. Marine
2: yeah. Todd definitely, Toad. and like all the American American mythologizing of nine eleven. But I wasn't nearly as annoyed with that as I thought I would. It was pretty. It was kind of low on it while it was definitely there. Especially
1: with all the fucking horrific, like, jingoism that came out after 9-11 in real life. Like, this shit was pretty tame. Yeah. Like, like Toby Keith fucking shit was going on and, like, you know, talk about... Yeah, I mean, like, you know, using slurs for these people, like, literally, like, lynching and fucking killing Muslims in the street. Like, this shit was pretty tame in comparison. Yeah, they
0: could have showed uh, people being racist or, you know, talking about putting a boot in their ass. Uh, But (laughs) uh, for the most part, uh, it was... It was not as bad yeah. as I thought it was going to be. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. And to be I, fair, I think a lot of that was Oliver Stone
1: because, of yeah. course, he's not a he's not a very famous re- – <laughs> not a reactionary figure for the most part. Right.
2: But, yeah, I went in there expecting to be annoyed by that, and instead I was just annoyed by how fucking bored
1: I was for most of this yeah. movie. And like, and, and even though I said it a million times, this movie is fucking boring and pointless. Yeah,
2: it's, it's attempts at tear-jerking just were not very effective on me no. and just bad pacing. Uh,
0: I went through like three boxes of Kleenex. Oh, I and and so I,
1: I think part of it is that, you know, of course, in they're they're trying to symbolize that like, you know, Michael Pena and Nick Cage, the two survivors, of course. It's like, oh, they're good guys, they're just trying to they're trying to save the day. But like they don't really exemplify anything before that that would give you that impression.
3: Yeah. All they're doing right. is
1: just harassing people at the fucking port authority. Yeah. And then Michael like, Pena is spending the whole time trapped under the rubble
0: being like, uh, oh, I I dreamt of being a cop my whole life, which is like uh sympathy
1: lost. Yeah, <laughs> and especially in 2020, that's not a thing to be like, oh, that's cool shit, actually. <laughs> well, oh wow. Oh, yeah, like, well, that's cool. And look where that got you, fuck face. Yeah. I will say So no, <laughs> I I will say, yeah, that mm i don't understand I just don't understand what the the motivation of this movie was trying to do like oh these guys are so good, they're so virtuous, but they, like I said, they don't do anything to show that prior yeah yeah um
0: yeah I, I was expecting this to be a lot more disgusting than it was uh it was definitely boring um i mean the the it, it was kind of like a, a two good movies, and uh in the middle was a bunch of uh poop yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um and sorry I have to be uh... And and listen I am I am more than okay with showing 911 in movies I mean it is my favorite day of, of my life Yeah yeah but at the same time like I said you have to make it interesting and you have to show a real like You have to show like a a real story of courage and heroism, not a guy trying and then just gets owned immediately. Yeah, yeah. You know, frankly, I like the first responders that didn't get trapped. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I I I like the first responders that didn't need their asses saved by the last responders. Yeah,
1: the fucking losers, fucking pussies.
2: So, um, Dave, do you have a plot summary for us?
1: What? Plot plot summary. Is that him saying it, or do do you have a plot summary for nine (laughs) eleven?
3: As I did and like, <laughs> what it is is that we like go around the world, like me and you, and we just like hack, 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 We like could make money off of this or something like.
0: Well, it's Nicolas Cage. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All
2: right. Well, that was a. Uh, that was Pretty, very informative. Yeah, very informative. <laughs>
1: and to be fair, just, just like 9-11, that was a national tragedy. In and
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just like 9-11, uh, I'm going to celebrate uh, that review uh, every
1: year with a barbecue. So Got to get a good brat, too. Got to go to New York a, City. <laughs> get a good friggin' Sheboygan brat. Mm-hmm. Get some Johnsonville fuckin' brats over here.
0: Fuck yeah.
2: I guess all that's left are Amazon reviews, which...
1: Mike, uh... And I, th- I think you guys are gonna, gonna do a uh, cage fight first. You're gonna tag team these Amazon reviews. Yes, because
2: I couldn't resist looking up some Amazon reviews <laughs> for a 9-11 related yeah,
0: film. This is, this is one of those movies where, uh, <laughs> even, even if you haven't heard uh, some of the shit you can dig up on these movies, uh, you know there's gonna be some gems in here. Yeah, there's uh, gonna be some real actual Marine Todd moments. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, uh, you know, if it's, uh, if it's a movie about anything political or about, like... Are or even
2: um,
1: anything that might in touch with m- mildly, universe? kind of be related to politics. <laughs> yeah, uh, why? The, why is Alba Stone making movies about politics all of a sudden? <laughs> why, why do movies have to get political by having LGBT what? characters? Shut up and direct. <laughs> I don't um, see color.
0: <laughs> so, do you wanna do you wanna go back and forth, or how do you wanna do this? I yeah, let want just yeah, go let's go do back and forth. forth. I think. All right. You wanna go first?
2: Sure. Uh, I'll start us off with this one, and uh, I think you'll have a relevant thing for us, Dave, here, but this is by Stacy Ludwig. She gives it five stars, and it's titled, Why Not? It's Nicolas Cage, after all. Well, it's Nicolas Cage. Well, Why not? Well, it's Nicolas, Nicolas
0: Cage. Why not?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to
4: be real. Um... When I hit that button, I was like, "Shit, Mike is just talking over it. I gotta hit the button again." Is the button not working? Sorry, but it was Mike. Um, well, it's Nicholas? Stickle-
0: okay. Do I do I sound like
4: that? What the you, fuck? you sound like a fucking like radio announcer. Like you have the perfect <laughs> voice for this shit. <laughs> Whoa, <you're doing laughs> no, Seriously, thing. like this should be your fucking like your bread and butter. Anyways, <laughs>
0: this is Mike back from the Who Studios. Somebody pay me.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Stacy says. Well, first things first, it's Nicolas Cage, and I will watch anything with him in it. I have recently enjoyed some of his recent work from 2016 to 2019. I love them all.
1: Can we have this person on our show?
0: <laughs> and this I, is a future guest.
2: Yeah, it is. It's got to be a future guest. And uh, I, I have to say, I love how she starts it with, well, first things first, it's Nicolas Cage. But she doesn't have any second point. <laughs> and second,
1: <laughs> Nick Cage. That's it.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you don't need a second point if the first one's that solid. That is actually really true. You only need one point, really. I mean, you still say first things first because it sounds good. Mm-hmm. First things that's first. That's why so many I'm songs tra- start with it. Yeah. Uh, Iggy Azalea. Um, Imagine Dragons. Weird Al covering Iggy Azalea. <laughs> but yeah, that's all Stacy had to say. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So, uh what do I got here? I got a review from Lacey Joe um who says uh more than 2 hours of intense drama. Uh and Lacey writes from the first 10 minutes until the end I didn't have a normal breath. <laughs> then had to walk around quietly for a time. So many of us lived it again. The years have not stayed the pain and anger. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, perhaps movies like these are a catharsis, a purging of the intensity of the shock and all that went with it. Very well done. From the directing to the acting and all of the talent and labor of each person involved in this movie. Thanks, Amazon, for offering this.
3: she uh, thanks Amazon.
1: You know, I, I thought that was going to go in a more... Disturbing direction than it did. <laughs> uh,
0: well, you know, uh, sometimes I just like to, uh, you know, include the people who are really putting in the work here.
1: Okay, fair enough. And to be fair, I mean, she did have a very emotional reaction to this film, and she didn't go apeshit. So I yeah. applaud her for that. Uh,
0: so emotional about this movie that uh, she just really stoked about Amazon selection of DVDs because uh, this one's not streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay.
2: I've got one here from Luis. Who gives it five stars. I'm sorry, stars. you said Luis K? Luis <laughs> <Yes. laughs> K. Who gives it five stars. And it's, sometimes we must risk our lives to, so to jack others. off
3: in front of...
1: Right <laughs> in. No, never mind. Oh, different Luis. <laughs> yeah, different Luis. Uh, <laughs> who's hanging with Brett. Right, right. Yeah, different Luis K.
2: Um, World Trade Center is a movie about the cowardly attacks on the World Trade Center by Al-Qaeda.
1: Don't talk about my fucking family like that, you <laughs> cunt.
2: The attack killed over 2,900 people to date. It's taken o- well over 3,000 American lives. I don't <laughs> understand
3: that.
1: I think it's trying to say is that almost 3,000 people died nine eleven. 9-11 over that because we send people to pointless wars. Uh, yeah. uh, and also like the cancer uh, that you got from yeah. the dust. Yeah, like tens of thousands of people like died of mesothelioma and other cancers afterwards. So. Yeah.
2: Of the people killed were innocent civilians, police officers, firefighters, and other first Listen, responders. Listen, don't
1: put innocent civilians and, fire and police officers in that same fucking sentence. Okay. <laughs> true. What about the innocent terrorists? Because I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, innocent they...
2: goddamn terrorists <laughs> that just it, it, tried it, to fly a plane into
1: a tower. It, innocent civilians and police officers very rarely have positive interaction.
2: <laughs> <laughs> very true.
1: I thank Oliver Stone for bringing
2: this story to life. This movie shows the courage of all Americans who made the ultimate sacrifice to try to save others. The acting was superlative from all the actors involved. Um, I don't agree with that. Nicolas Cage, spelled with an H. Michael Pena and all the others gave us a magnificent film. I can only imagine how many people cried when they saw this movie. The first time I saw this movie, I cried. I also cried on that horrible day, and these acts of terrorism were committed as others did. 9-11-2001. Rest
1: in peace. Um, <laughs> what? Wait, wait. Rest in peace, th- like the day of nine eleven. Yes, I guess. Is she a fucking Langolier? Does she eat time in the past? Like I what the it's fuck? A, I think it's a a guy. It's like you experience. know what I, I. You know the day it will always be. It will always be gone because the Langoliers ate it. <laughs>
2: But uh, I do have to say, they said the cowardly attacks on the World Trade Center by Al-Qaeda. And I got to say, I mean, I, I think this point has been made before, but I don't think it's very
1: cowardly to hijack a plane and kill yourself in the like process. Hurt. That's yeah, a lot of I courage. hijack a plane with box cutters, you'd be like, I think this is going to work, guys. <laughs> yeah. And I, learning how to pilot a plane that took two years, I don't know, that's a lot of planning.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I second guess when my boss asked me to, like, submit my timesheet. If they told me to <laughs> crash a plane, i I wouldn't be just right yeah. on board.
1: Like, like, hey, listen, you can call it, like, evil, but cowardly? No, that took a lot of balls to do that shit. Yeah, seriously. Lots of They're it. heroes. And they were, like, <laughs> talk about my, my god king, Muhammad Atta. Like, dude is smart as shit. So he I mean, decided instead of to, like, have a lucrative career because I, I don't even remember what, I think it's like an architect or something like that. So like how lucrative an architect, but instead just like blow up a fucking building by just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna learn how to fly a plane.
0: That's the yeah, opposite dude, of
1: literally spent over two it. years learning how to fly a plane just so he could do that. Yeah. That's, that's like, dedication. don't get me wrong. I don't think, and I, I'm going to be on record as saying this because I know I, I made myself unclear earlier. 9-11. I know it's a controversial take. 9-11 was bad. Okay. I will say <laughs> 9-11 fuck? shouldn't mm. have happened, but you gotta, you gotta hand it to them. It was very brave. So it's a very uh, radical centrist position. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, not.
3: It's
1: always good to pick the center, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's always good to pick the center right too. <laughs> not left, not right, yeah. but forward. which is why you should vote for Joe Biden 2020.
0: <laughs> is he yeah. running? I think he is. That's fucked up. Yeah. He can only campaign two hours out of the day, so uh, he's, he's
2: running. Dead. What's he trying to catch? Uh, <laughs> fucking uh, listen, Jack.
0: Uh, I got a review from <laughs> L.A. in oh, so. P.A. The um, <laughs> uh, the it's titled "Sorry, so many innocent people died." Um oh. and <laughs> oh. oh this is gonna be great. <laughs> uh, they write uh thoughtful. No terrorists flew planes into these buildings. <laughs> God bless oh. the many fire, police, and innocent civilians oh. that died oh. in this staged, tragic event.
3: <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> yeah, I, I that honestly, would like,
1: come my eye immediately. I, I was genuinely not... I and listen. I know I should have been less naive. I did not expect there was gonna be nine eleven truthers on this episode. Oh yeah, I they're, genuinely didn't.
0: They're they're out
1: there. That one threw me for fucking loop. Did he literally say it like in, in his like profiles, like his script, uh, like uh, his like profile description or whatever? He's like, hey, my name is blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> Jet fuel is a melt steel. Beer. <laughs> he
0: has two reviews: this movie and Loose Change.
1: Uh, oh well, that makes a lot of sense then. <laughs> he also should have made a review for that Popular Mechanics article. <laughs> And uh, Passion of the Christ. Yeah.
2: Um, I got one here from Jeremy.
3: Jeremy, Jeremy <laughs> 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 Uh How
2: do you make a boring movie about the pivotal moment in American history? You know
1: what, fucking Jeremy? You're going to be on the show soon, too. <laughs>
2: Oliver Stone is on it. That's the title. Would you like an exceptionally boring movie about the pivotal turning point in American history filled with anti-American conspiracy theory innuendo? If so, this movie is for you.
0: Anti-American oh, okay. conspiracy innuendo. Wait, yes. Where? Yeah,
1: that was why Where? I brought it here. Where exactly is there anti-American conspiracy? Yeah, the movie's system? pretty like. I mean, for a 2006 liberal, this is like the most jingoistic. Well, they were I getting, believe. Is point, it, for, Am I wrong in war. saying
0: Maggie Gyllenhaal says that she believes it's America's fault?
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I, I do believe that Nick Cage's wife goes on a rant. About how uh, uh, interference in Middle Eastern politics and the various like coups and government topplings that we do uh, kind of exacerbated and sort of like created the, the uh, sort of ideological. She, she's like, talking about chickens coming this. home to roost. Yeah, she, like she, that. she mentioned that phrase and she's like, you know what? If all these American pig dogs are going to fucking keep getting in, getting in Iran shit, this is going to keep happening. So mm-hmm. I think that's what he was talking about.
0: It, well, to to defend this reviewer, uh, it is pretty
1: anti-American to actually fly a plane into a building. So maybe that's what they're talking about. Yeah, I think he was talking about specifically like what the hijackers did, because uh, that is that was a specifically anti-American attack. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Muhammad Atta, do better. OK. Yeah. Come on, man. Have done
0: better. Be more patriotic. I got a review from Donald C. Willison, uh, and they wrote a review titled uh, "Every Shore This Movie." <laughs>
1: every Shore This movie. Wait Wait Every Shore sure This Movie. How is Shore spelled? S U R E. Every Shore This Movie. Yep. So you sure this movie? Every. Every sure this movie. <laughs> okay,
3: go for it.
0: Um, and they write, uh, "World Trade Center." I forget about this day. <laughs>
3: <What>? <laughs> <laughs> you okay, broke the rule, man. Well, then, You're supposed to never forget. Uh,
0: yeah, never, never forget. I'm, I'm not sure the way... I don't know how this is supposed to be read because this is a sentence. <laughs> World Trade Center, I forget about this day that United States at war. What? Uh, and the other sentence in this review is simply... Other country. Oh, God. The the second sentence in this review is, other country on this day. What? So the full review. Where was this written from? What? These are these are American reviews. This is like Marie oh, okay. Todd if he was illiterate. What the
1: fuck? This, these are
3: these are
0: American reviews. I'm not making fun of someone who uh, uh, can't speak English very well. This, one, this um,
1: person has a preschool literacy uh, level. Well, they
0: said other
2: country on this day, so I thought oh, are well, they out of the country? No, the they say
0: Center? World Trade Center. I forget about this day that United States at war. Other country on this day.
1: Okay, so wait, is there more? Nope. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, you found a good one there for Every short of this movie. This is like, uh, this was a review written by predictive text.
1: <laughs> you know, though, there's that thing about like, you know, liberals are always like fucking Russian bots. That was written by a Russian bot. <laughs> that This is a legitimate Russian bot review,
0: which was also written
1: uh, mere months ago. Uh, no, it was a Russian bot review. Putin play, uh, paid somebody for bucks 8 a.m. Moscow time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a metadata for when that review was posted. Um.
2: So, I oh, got one. Oh, my fucking God. That was amazing. I got a, a one-star review here from C.R. Love, whose title is Absolute Crap. Uh-oh. Okay. I, I almost universally no like Nicolas Cage movies, but this was crap. Sure, many people think Cage is a bad actor. I happen to think he's pretty good, but this was so poorly done, I can't even believe it was an Oliver Stone movie. Then again, Oliver Stone did The Doors too, where he made Morrison look like a brain-dead drunk. Maybe Stone just isn't that good. Besides Cage, there were a couple other familiar faces who weren't too bad, but most of the cast was either unknown or not memorable because they aren't good enough actors to leave an imprint. The movie starts out at a mid-pace, then 20 minutes in, it drops to a dead crawl. After that, it's all over the board. The flow is inconsistent, the seam arrangement seems out of order half the time. Anyway, just wait until you see the pregnant woman and who her partner is. Out of all the millions of normal couples in New York City, they highlight this? So there it is, another reason to not like about this Nicolas oh. Cage movie. What a shame.
3: Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Just, wait. just is like wait. I didn't so, like okay, this so movie. It okay, was so boring. Oh, this- <laughs> and also
1: there's an interracial couple. Yeah, I was gonna say one This movie goes from like pretty solid film criticism to just nasty propaganda. Like what? In the what fuck? The fuck.
3: Wait uh, what? First of
0: all, Michael Shannon is really great, uh, so you can eat it. And almost <laughs> oh, as bad as that and, is what you said in a month there. Uh, and in listen, you
1: know, once again, Viola Davis once again does a great performance. Oh yeah. So don't forget Viola. Don't sleep on Viola. Don't Davis. sleep on
0: Viola and, Davis. Well, to be fair, uh, this, 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 Viola this, Dame, I was gonna
1: right. say this guy might not appreciate it, but I would be willing to sleep with Viola Davis. <laughs> but no, uh, really, like that's insane yeah to like go from that to just like just racism just immediately of all yeah. the issues oh you could
0: have God. with this movie is that is that really something that stood out <laughs> this guy's got
1: the most Seriously. lucid racism Tourette's I've what ever seen in my car he's fucking like hey listen you know what I was just going about my normal day those darkies like that's literally what he just did <laughs> but way more lucid and coherent of all
0: the yeah. normal couples yeah what Whoa. the
1: fuck now, define, are you kidding me are what normal couples just couples that are all white or people that just stick to their race <laughs> yeah that is insane and also by the way this movie was written about a guy a latin american guy who's probably married to a white woman so eat it yeah. it's historically accurate so suck yeah my if nuts. we didn't it's mention
2: like... it in the thing like uh michael pena's character was married to uh maggie gyllenhaal so it's and to be yeah, fair in real so life the cop
1: uh was born in venezuela but we don't know if he was supporting the the good side of the venezuelan conflict oh yeah <laughs> i mean um I... Probably the bad side. I mean, I was going to say he does live in New York City and they do have a lot of Guidos there, like Juan Guido. (laughs) Uh... But yes, that 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 review was yeah. great. Uh, good film criticism. Uh, bad racism. I give that review a uh 2.5 out of five.
2: Yeah, it, it was just kind of nuts to me. That's why it how stood out. How many people immediately found that was... review helpful? <laughs> oh, I didn't look. I, I, <laughs> oh, I, I, I think it was three. If I were Jesus, wait,
0: three
1: out of how many? I don't know. It's I. It, I mean, three many. is still too many. Yeah, three is three is too too many. Yeah, there's there's one person. It can be his alt account. That's, it. That's exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, what okay. a fucking psychotic review. Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, I have a review that uh, I, I don't know, but hopefully is less racist from Marshall Balney. <laughs> hopefully less racist. Uh, Marshall Balney writes, well, it's gone. <laughs> oh, there is more to the review. I just wanted to linger on that for a second. Oh, wait. It's gone. This is a commemorative to me for the World Trade Center since it's gone. Like the towers. Oh it is also lost.
1: Since you've been gone.
0: <laughs> I must go and find it and watch it again. It was a real bargain, three bucks or so. It also made my order enough to get free shipping, which is probably why it was free and I still saved money. So... Um, <laughs> They it sounds like they got this on DVD and then <laughs> lost it, uh, which they likened to losing the World Trade Center, maybe. Um, <laughs> oh, but also that's like
1: incredible
0: of all the things I learned from this movie. Uh,
1: I, I just really I just really think it's important to get free shipping. Well, and that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is that speaking of Kelly Clarkson, like when the towers fell and all the smoke was gone, uh, that was the inspiration for that song. Since you've been gone, I can breathe for the first time. <laughs>
0: Si- uh, since, not the, a respirator. since the dust is gone uh...
2: So I have one here from Laura L. Grove uh, That is This is only a long trailer Not the whole movie um, And she writes I never got anything for my rental payment Of three or four dollars Except a long minute and a half or so trailer <laughs> From clicking watch movie now After payment cleared <gasps> I suppose it could be an okay movie <laughs> That's it
1: uh... <laughs> <laughs> Another technical support question. Minute and oh, a half is actually a pretty short trailer. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, okay. To be fair, that was definitely not as bad as the one guy <laughs> who was like, "I didn't get a chance to watch the movie. Something came up." <laughs>
3: that was my favorite one.
1: <laughs> that that was a pretty good review though, because she's like, "You know what? I wanted to watch this movie. I just got the trailer, so this movie might be okay." What was the star rating on that? One. Oh, fuck you, uh, bitch. Hey, At least uh, review it when you actually watch the goddamn movie and I figure out the, your shit. I mm-hmm. saw
0: the trailer for this movie, and I want my $4 back because I don't want to watch the whole thing if there's going to be an interracial couple in it. <laughs> uh,
1: well, last thing, uh, there was a movie with Fred Durstyn, and I want my $3 bill, y'all. I want <laughs> back my $3 bill, y'all. Hey. Oh, sorry.
3: Uh,
0: I, I have a review from... Uh, Actually, one of the coolest bugs you can ever find, uh, Mansquito. <laughs> um, and Mansquito writes... What does he suck? I, I don't know, man. He writes, this is disgusting, not literally. Uh, I find the fact that this movie has been made to be disgusting. This movie should be free of charge if it is made at all. (laughs) Personally, I think it's too soon to make a movie about all those who died. What's worse is that someone is making millions off the deaths of thousands of Americans. They're not donating it to charities or the families of the victims. No, they're pocketing it and buying their mansions and supercars. It's sick using our nation's tragedy to further themselves. That's it. Couldn't you, you know, kind of make that
1: same complaint
0: about like every war
2: movie
1: ever made or I think kind of the big difference, though, is that like in, I know I mentioned it earlier, but this movie did come out like five fucking years after the event. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty fresh wound. True. So, like, even though I do think that guy is being pretty fucking overly dramatic, I do kind of understand where he's coming from a little bit.
3: Yeah, like um, they,
1: I, I do think that the proceeds of this movie should have went to like some fucking first responders charity or some shit like that. Because Nick Cage, well, I mean, he does need more money to pay off his always constantly increasing IRS debt. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like Oliver Stone, you did a bad job. You don't need a paycheck. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true.
1: Viola um, Davis, uh, you did a good job, honey, but you don't get a paycheck. Yeah. And Michael Shannon, uh, you were great in something. 8 Mile, but uh, actually learn how to rap and make money that way because you're not getting a paycheck. Yeah. So uh, all yeah. the money's going to charity.
2: I got one here from Janet. Damn it, Janet. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. It's titled, He Hated It. <laughs> And it is my son had to watch it for school, he hated it. One star, (laughs) (laughs) so this is a
1: she didn't even watch it. It was a secondhand review, (laughs) yeah. Her her son did not like it. She trusts
0: her son (laughs) enough that she's willing to base her entire review for this movie based off his opinion, yeah. Based off
1: of probably a 13 year old, which you know, not
0: motivated by the fact that he had to watch it for school, yeah. Uh,
2: I left out her last name, her name was Janet
1: Ebert and uh Siskel? Yeah, I was gonna say she's <laughs> related to Siskel Ebert. Yeah, Siskel and Gene e- like Ebert's fucking kid. Oh no, Roger Ebert's kid. Sorry,
0: mm-hmm. uh, uh Gene Ebert.
2: Also, oh. why was her kid watching this for school?
1: Yeah, why was, why, why was Ebert in school in the fo- Why was Roger Ebert in school in the? Fo- well, I mean, I think he took inspiration from Cameron crow to go <laughs> to do
2: it. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I have one more review.
2: Oh, okay. I got it. I've got a few more. <laughs> Maybe I should have cut some of these. No, that's
0: okay. <laughs> and this is written by a user. Uh, named Ron Pauly girl. <laughs>
1: uh, one word. Wait, wait. wait. Is it a combination of Ron Perlman and Paul Shore? I hope so. Who is a feminine? Per- who's feminine? P- feminine passing?
2: Uh, uh <laughs> is it Ron Paul's daughter?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, or it's yeah Rand Paul. If they it's finally it's, it's, Rand Paul, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Rand Paul actually. It's Rand Paul. They finally transition. Uh, so Ron Pauly girl writes.
0: Uh. Wanted more exposure of bombs. (laughs) Uh, And they say this story was strictly focused on the guys getting freed from the rubble. While this is good in and of itself, I would have liked more focus on the continual bombs being detonated. This was a controlled demolition. Uh, Inside job. Why did the sheeple keep their heads in the sand? No
1: truth, no justice. By the way, this was absolutely Ron Paul's daughter, Rand Paul. <laughs>
3: uh, this
1: was absolutely that. I mean, Ron Paul's a truther, like literally, right? Oh, yeah. I think Rand Paul is also probably a truther, if I'm not mistaken. Rand Paul is actually um, a,
0: just a fan of the truth in general and
1: Mm-hmm. So uh that was great. I I do love that there was actual representation of 911 <laughs> truthers in these reviews. I'm yeah, I'm very pleasantly nice surprised about that. Later. I was not expecting that cuz yeah. it's mostly been kind of debunked by the uh <clears throat> by the liberal media. Uh but at the same time I do think it's something that people should talk about.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: By the liberal uh <clears throat> cultural Marxist media. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh liberal uh, cuck media.
1: Yeah, cuck 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 media
2: exactly. Um so I got one here from Danzig 138.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Danzig mother? <laughs> Tell I'm, your children not to fly United ninety three. Tell your children not to fly this plane. <laughs> tell your children um, to fight guys in box cut with box cutters. <laughs> oh. you tell your children to, to sleep in and create the Cleveland show. <laughs> tell uh, your children <laughs> to be a famous actor one
3: day. I'm
4: not about to crash a plane <laughs> if you want a box cut with me. <laughs>
1: I can Until show you. America's oh, bleated, yeah. I can show you what jihad is like <laughs>
2: Father Gonna take a tower out
3: tonight. <laughs> okay. Tower! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dancing
2: titles is review slightly better than Cage's Left Behind, but only slightly.
3: Wait!
1: Wait, okay, okay. We need your opinion right now, Mike. Do you agree with that?
0: Um I would say um, Left Behind is one of the greatest uh, works of art in this uh, Christian country that we live in. And
1: Dave, in. do you do you agree with that review? Left Behind
4: was fucking garbage.
2: <laughs> I, I think saying something is better than left behind Is just like That's just like saying like water is wet
0: But saying but, it's barely better That's where it gets controversial
2: <laughs> But um Danzig says This movie is crap on every level Even for a Nick Cage movie this is bad Whoa what, what is bad about it? The acting, the directing, the script The photography, the effects The casting, the pacing, the sound The accuracy of the story Everything else The craft
0: studios <laughs> Yeah, the craft services. Crap services. Fuck. I As mean, of like this, re-
1: mac and cheese had a lot to do with that. The craft studios were producers on this film. As
2: of this review, fifty-seven percent of the three hundred and seventy-six reviews gave this movie five stars. That's about two hundred and fourteen liars, plants, shills, and/or people with terrible cinematic taste.
1: Oh, do we get some more truth or stuff?
2: No, that's all. Oh, oh, fuck. whoa.
3: Oh.
4: I can show you what it's like. <laughs> Jet fuel, steel
3: beams. Tower, <laughs> won't you get the fuck up out my way? can <laughs> you
4: see I'm trying to
3: fly a plane? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so I do agree with some of that review. Mainly the pacing is bad, but like the accuracy of this movie's pr- from what I understand, is pretty historically accurate. Well, yeah, like the, but the you towers had plant did plant a shell. So I ahead. am a shill, this this is true. Um and I voted for Shillery. Uh,
0: oh yeah. Benghazi
1: happened. Uh, uh, Benghazi, uh, ben I mean Yeah, Benghazi from uh Code Talkers.
0: Yeah, uh, and actually I uh and ha- has anybody found Benghazi's emails? Because I think he's lying. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh I got something to say. I took down a tower today, and it doesn't matter that much to me. How about how about Giant cash bird nine eleven? Uh Blew up some towers with controlled demolitions today. <laughs> fly, um, fly, fly, my pilot. <laughs> uh, uh, let Lenny Kravitz fly away. I want to get away and crash the plane into the tower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a dragonfly. I,
2: if I...
0: <laughs> oh, he's going to do... <laughs> Yeah. Um, American woman. Going fight overseas. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh,
2: here's one from Baba Rufus. Uh, oh, you said
1: Barbara Rufus or Baba Rufus?
2: Well, it's it's spelled like Babe and Rufus combined into one word.
1: Mm, sounds sexy. Um uh, mm, Babe Rufus. <laughs>
0: and
2: it is titled Boring. They turned 9-11 into a chick flick. <laughs> Wait what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this could what? have been a spectacular this could have been a spectacularly produced action movie with dazzling special effects. And I was hoping that main feeling the movie intended to evoke in its viewers is a renewed horror and anger at what those scumbag terrorists did to this country on that infamous day. Instead, they focus on only two of the hundreds of heroes involved in the tragedy and hone in on the same old warm and fuzzy feelings about kids and marriages tainted by stupid trivial things like remodeling kitchens. BORING! While the support that the two main characters lent each other and resulting in both being rescued is indeed inspiring, I thought the movie got way too focused on one little story of the whole incident, rather than showing what happened on a grander scale. Luckily, I only rented the DVD and did not buy it. It's not worth it. You can buy any number of chick flicks in the 550 bin at Walmart.
1: Uh, I don't know if I'd quite call this a chick flick. Well, I have no fucking idea how this qualifies as a chick flick. I will I, say, I think, I think it's the idea of anything involving women as a chick flick to this guy. This is like this is a real yeah. incel fucking review.
0: Or maybe maybe it made him cry and he was like, "What the fuck? This is for chicks,
1: yeah. <laughs> man! I don't uh, fucking cry, I cry for a pussy."
0: Yeah, uh, and I mean, I will say this kind of came across to me as a chick flick the first time i watched it because my wife made me sit down and watch it mm. um but then after i watched it uh
1: you know with a beer in my hand um i realized i was wrong so yeah, yeah. You, you fucking beer in your hand you know broad on your side just being like you know what yeah who's fucking badass this is a chick flick hey what the fuck was Matthew mckinney you know that thing is that chick flick. My fucking chick's gonna be next to me, and we're gonna love and support each other, watching a movie about a national tragedy. Ooh, man. give <laughs> me brain while I'm fucking watching all of us throwing a And listen, I, my chick gives me brain because I love and respect her, and you know she loves and respects me back, and she understands my needs. I understand her needs. We're a real loving couple.
0: Maybe the person uh, who uh, wrote this review saw the tweet that I did uh, a few months ago about uh, when we were kind of on a break, I did a uh, tweet about these two romantic comedies going head-to-head, Family Man and uh, World <laughs> Trade <State Sure>. <laughs> uh, So maybe, maybe <laughs> they saw that tweet and just uh, got confused about the premise of this movie. Yeah, they might have.
2: Um, I got one here from Critter Mom. Sorry, I've got so many. of oh, <laughs> uh, uh, And she says, more than I expected. I found this to be a very powerful and riveting movie. I had feared it was just another disaster movie. No, it is not just another disaster movie. I hadn't realized until after I had watched it that it was an Oliver
0: Stone movie. That's um, usually went like right after the movies, when you realize who made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it says directed by, and you're like, wait, that Liv directed it. <laughs> As
2: with some of his other movies, it puts you in the moment there with the characters, and I feel it captures as close to the reality as could be accomplished for the big screen. And now here's why I selected this one, because I believe it's a meta commentary on this whole segment. Oh, shit. I had to read some of the one star reviews after watching the movie, and each that I read was because the customer either had purchased the DVD and it didn't play, or I <laughs> had paid for it yet and couldn't watch it. <laughs>
1: Are are you Critter Mom? Just curious. I mean, you do live in the middle of nowhere. There are a lot of critters around here. I'm not Critter
2: Mom,
0: unfortunately.
1: Um, (laughs)
3: Not Critter
1: Mom, you're Critter uh, fucking shit in the
0: next room and uh, we can all smell it. Remember? (laughs) True, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, None of those I read
2: referred to the movie itself, but I didn't read them all, I don't think. That's it.
1: You know what, though? That fucking review, that was a good-ass review, let me tell you. I mean, a good ass I will review. say
0: there's a shocking amount of Amazon reviews on every single movie <laughs> that are about how people just can't watch it.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried watching it. You know what happened? My, my TV blew up. One star. <laughs> I got a call from my
0: ex-wife and she said, my nephew Cody is actually in rehab right now and he wants to see me specifically so I can't watch the movie right now. But when I get get back from palm springs i actually have earmarked some time to watch this movie (laughs) at which point i will come back and write a for the review but at least for right now i gotta give it one star because i didn't watch it (laughs) i gotta give it one star because if it was good i probably would have seen it already (laughs) (laughs)
1: like that's like half the reviews on amazon (laughs)
0: yeah take take a Every star rating for a movie on Amazon with a, a huge grain of salt because so many people are angry at the movie specifically because they don't know how to use the internet or their They do not use like machine. a fucking
1: remote control for the DVD play. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: well I think that's all the Amazon reviews we have then. And, and those are some
1: good Amazon reviews. tell you.
2: Yeah. I yeah. um great movie. Sorry, I probably brought too many of those.
0: The yeah, there is oh. so many good ones.
2: But uh, uh I was gonna say, do we have anything to add before we go? on? No, I don't think we do. So I guess it's about time to go to a vote. Get right? to
3: that
0: fucking vote. Get
3: to Cucks. that fucking vote.
1: So all right, so Dave, do you mind giving us a countdown? Oh, you what? The final countdown. What? Did the little bit of metal version? Okay. Uh, but yes. All right. Are you willing to do the countdown? Yeah, I'll do it. All right, uh, Three, two, two one. one. Family World Man. World Trade
0: Center. Wait, wait, what? I said Family Man. Oh, you did? You two yeah. are not real yeah. patriots. And damn it, I want to talk about the World no. Trade Center more. I would like to talk about the World
2: Trade
1: Center more, but that was a boring-ass <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, hey,
0: come on.
1: No, uh, yeah, definitely me and Jess we'll- <laughs> We're
0: gonna talk about Snowden more. Nicolas Cage isn't even in the freaking movie. Can, let's talk about the World Trade Center.
2: Uh, he's not really <laughs> in or doing anything in the World Trade Center. He so.
0: very busy uh, being buried next to a guy who is on fire for a second. And, I, and God frowns on that guy's relationship. Really-
2: <laughs> <Are> you- <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 we no. Have no, our no. We have to argue. I, ah. I, yeah, for the record, you I am completely fine with interracial aren't. relationships. No, no, no. I've been in one Listen.
1: for four years.
2: No, I was in no, one. No.
1: Listen, okay. So I will... I, I think we should give... I think we should give Mike a time to give his case here. Why yeah. do you choose let, World
4: Let Trade me plead action? my case. Yo, it's 6,000 degrees in here. I'm going to go outside. You guys can argue all you want. Alright.
0: <laughs> uh, I got to piss really bad. Uh, but I, I need to I need to bring you guys over to my side, and I think after I make my case, we'll all agree with me. Okay. okay. Um, 9-11 was a really sad big event. I that think was. it was funny. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think it well, actually... Well, I mean, you know, sometimes you laugh so hard you cry. <laughs> and sometimes you piss your pants. Yeah, which I'm going to right now. But... <laughs> I just want to say it's all those people. It's just I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can cut this out.
1: Uh, that's okay. Uh, uh, don't Although, worry. We'll just, just have it. We'll give you a second, okay? All we'll the give people a that we, we'll give you a second. However lost. much time you need, it's okay. Um, but I'm gonna plead my case. Uh, 9-11 money. was funny, and uh, World Trade Center was boring as shit. So. All the
0: people that we lost on that
1: day, and Family Man <laughs> was I think good
3: It's disrespectful
1: and funny. to the families uh, of all the ones that
0: we lost on that day that we're not gonna do that.
3: Trade Center movie.
1: Nah, we're doing Family Man again. And I think <clears throat> it, it is a little disrespectful to
2: their memories, but their memory has been respected enough by like the entire rest of this fucking country for 20 yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, literally,
3: <laughs> we, literally,
1: we killed and displaced millions of Middle
0: Easterners for 9 11. <laughs> this movie inspired one of the greatest events in history. Oh, okay. The war in Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that was a pretty cool moment, America, which was started. After this movie,
1: and not nine eleven. And that's thing. That was probably one of the most important moments in American history. Uh, uh, Halliburton, Raytheon, gang. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: We love Raytheon in this house, uh, and uh, we hope. Go uh,
1: Blackwater.
0: I've donated to uh, weapons that have killed your kids. Fuck Uh, yeah! But hell yeah. Um, I just want uh, to say uh, to you know all the other patriots out there like me. Um, I feel like this movie should have won because uh, you know you cut me open. I'm fucking. You're seeing red, white, and blue, and that's when I'm bleeding. And cut, uh, cut
1: me open into pieces. Exactly. 9/11 uh, was my last resort to gain sovereignty over my country because America keeps <laughs> bombing it.
0: And I just think that you know all these people worked so hard <laughs> to live on that day and we just really need to watch this movie uh for uh no oh, yes counterpoint no
2: <laughs> no <laughs> yeah see i am um... I really genuinely wanted World Trade Center to win because I want to talk more about that. I did, too, and I saw the title of the movie Family
1: Man. I'm like, Family Man can't be good. Yeah. Like, and and to be fair, it's not a great movie.
2: It's not. But it's
1: better than I expected, and it's at least got more to talk about
2: than World Trade Center It made me more
1: entertained,
2: at least, because World Trade Center was just, like, really boring. There were (laughs) were
1: not a whole lot of lulls in Family Man. Like, I genuinely was, like, engaged throughout a good amount of the movie, even if it was kind of stupid. Mm-hmm um was World Tra- trade center like i i fucking like zonked out a lot of that fucking movie i'll be honest yeah you know? i
0: mean don't get me wrong i was barely paying attention but that's how i know it's a good movie that's yeah. true <laughs>
2: um, well i'm finally well no i guess i have been on the right side of every vote here that's pissed off <laughs> you <laughs> yeah was, yeah exactly in, in this and case. i think it's
1: i think this <laughs> is the first time that i've sided with jess on a vote that i like won that it was a unanimous oh yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> so that's something.
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys are wrong in commies and I'm it's because we're married. And I'm going to make you watch Family Man. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Not that other chick flick
1: yeah. World Trade Center. All right, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yes, uh, Family shout Man. To all the normal couples out there, all those normie yeah. couples, and all the nor- the normal couples, according to that one guy. Shout um, out to all the
0: fucking whites.
1: <laughs> God. And by the way, as I always say. Ron Your Horizons, good sir. There are plenty of other lovely WC that would love uh, well probably wouldn't love to date that person because he's a massive racist, but would probably love to make his acquaintance someday and maybe change his mind. hmm That's
3: and, true. And maybe yes. if he stops
1: being a racist piece of shit, he could actually get laid at some point. Yeah. But so, but yes, uh, Family World Man moves on. Family moves on to into the, the next bracket. Wreck it uh, uh <laughs> wreck it Ralph. The family Family Man moves Finally, out. By the way, Ralph crap. was gonna be the original title for what happened on 9-11, because uh <laughs> Ralph was uh, a guy named Ralph was the person who planned wreck it ralph mohammed wreck it ralph atta
3: yeah
2: (laughs) but yes Uh, family man moves on so uh the next movies are uh teen titans go to the movies fuck yeah and Hmm. ghost rider wait the og ghost
1: rider yes it's marvel versus marvel yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes teen titans (laughs) very marvel but um, it, it will be DC versus Marvel. That'll be very interesting. And the best DC and Marvel property. The best DC versus Marvel property
0: since Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm.
1: But yes, uh, tune into that episode when it gets dropped. Absolutely. Dropped and, uh, like uh, a if body you... from the Tower 2, baby. Dropped like a turd from, uh, tower from, two. from Jessica's cat as we're recording sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're yes. talking
0: about Jessica's pussy? Mm. Dropping a big old turd? I don't that's... even
1: have one yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, girls, well, you have one pussy, though. The oh, girls a... poop out of their pussy, so you're going to have to get used to that. Oh.
2: But yes, uh, so that's all we have for you for a cage fight this week. And uh, just signing off here, Jess. And uh, if you think... Interracial movies are abnormal and ruin a movie, then
1: go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you think interracial relationships are bad, uh, we're going to have a hard time. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I've
0: been Mike and uh, World Trade
1: Center One. So. And this is Taylor signing off. I can't wait to be a family man. Yeah. Oh, Dave's outside smoking a cigar. Oh, hey, hey, Lowish. <laughs> the one hey, time you he needed hey, it. Hey, Lowish. what are we going to do on 9 11? As Guile from Street Fighter would say, go home and be a family man. <laughs> and, uh, Bye bye. I'm going to piss.
3: Bye bye. Oh, yeah. ah, 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 ah.
2: This has been a solid work production.
4: Solid work. <laughs> solid work. Uh, solid work. Hey, solid, solid work. work.